Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am Chris and with me today is uh, Jimothy Jams, Jameson III and Alex Jones from the Joe Rogan Experience. How are you doing, fellas? <laughs> yeah, very good. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Fresh off the back of Rogan. My goodness, what have you been up to? My word. Uh, not the same, Alex Jones, incidentally. No. Uh, if you are listening to us on a podcasting platform of your choice, you might you might not know the difference, but uh, we are also on YouTube if you want to look at our gorgeous faces. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, you know, YouTube, major podcasting platforms of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. And fellas, i got some some super exciting news. Oh, shit. Go on. Drop a bomb, Chris. Are you ready for this? We are also now on Scottish internet radio that's right paisleyradio.com you can catch us there thursdays 10 p.m go check it out i'm fucking super excited about it because it's a it's a cool thing that's cool man i love i love going to scotland i've been up there a fair few times and um it's a it's a little bit exciting to think that we could be on some uh yeah, Scottish yeah. radio, or in, uh, Scottish internet radios. <laughs> Paisleyradio.com. I think Paisley it's cool. Like the, the more kind of biomes, <laughs> for lack of a better biomes. word, that we can infiltrate and, and penetrate repeatedly, the better. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Let's, let's grow this, uh, this listenership and this viewership mm, and uh, something else to oh, do my- with ships. My focus has gone mental. Oh, Jones. Well, <laughs> we get away with that on Scottish internet radio, but if they ever try and put us on Scottish TV, <laughs> we're going nowhere with that attitude. Done for, my friend. Done for. Oh, you know, my, my aim is, like, if, if this whole sort of COVID thing carries on, because my aim for a long time anyway has been to move to Scotland. But no, if oh, it carries you're, you're on like mugging this. us off. No, it's not. Really? Yeah, it has. Literally, my wife and I for years, because she loves Scotland, she goes and does the Edinburgh rides um, and all the little villages around there, or the horse riding. And so, and oh, right, if you yeah. compare like house prices down I, here I was thinking maybe a different kind of ride, and I was like, well. No, just the horse riding. So yeah, she loves doing that. And we go up to these little these little sort of uh, border towns and villages, and, and she knows a load of people up there. And the, the house prices are amazing. And we're like, and Edinburgh is great, and a lot of Scotland's fantastic. So we were like, oh, if we can... Um, you know, if we don't didn't have to be near London for work, <laughs> which okay, COVID's making that completely feasible, yeah, true. Then you then move, go Why somewhere not? not with a nicer yeah, um, no, the, the, scenery. The logic is sound. The logic is sound. I think yeah. I'd look a little bit closer to London, maybe first, baby steps. You know, so I don't feel like I'm too far away. All right, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. <laughs> In the long guys, run. I, I have realised though. I have realised though. We're, we, we're saying welcome to all these, uh, hopefully, all these Paisley Radio listeners. They don't know what we do. We've just been talking about horses. Well, we're a geographical podcast. We talk about various <laughs> countries and, you know, we have the, with the focus on the British Isles. Wow. Wow. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're a gaming podcast and we talk a whole bunch of shit, as you can probably tell. And we also cover the news uh, occasionally in between all of our waffling on. But uh, there you go. Guys, now all of this waffling, as I said, Alex Jones, don't you dare try and uh, <laughs> I was going to waffle some more. Well, waffle, waffle. All this waffling is made possible by our very generous patrons. Uh, and you too could help make the show continue and be better than it currently is because, you know, we're setting the bar quite low and we can always improve it. Uh, but yeah, if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show uh, for as little as $2, you can gain access to our Discord server, our Minecraft server. Um, you have discussions with us. We're on that Discord server daily. Uh, we also have started playing some games on our live streams with uh, patrons, so that's always fun. But we've got some other stuff for some other tiers. We've got some behind-the-scenes stuff. We've got some uh, podcasts that are exclusive for our patrons. Uh, 
But in the meantime, fellas, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to take this time to call out a few names because these people are really helping keeping the dream alive, right? And I'm talking about AIM, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Brett Z, with a full stop there, a period for our American cousins. <laughs> just just Brett Z. There's no Zerbrick. Forget about Zerbrick. Just Z. Freddie K. Official, Hacksaw Book Read, Jesper Cam Dahl-Nielsen, Javela Cujo, Leo Merga, Lonnie Thompson, Manuel Guerrero, Martin Skihan, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and then the three wise men, Peaswad, the Dude Abides, and the Mythical Rod. Thank you all so much for all your support. And uh, hey, e- even if you're supporting us by just watching and listening, you know, maybe leaving a like or a comment on the YouTube channel, uh, everything is super appreciated. You're all rock stars and we love you all. All right, Couldn't guys, have now, said it better myself, Chris. <laughs> you probably could have. <laughs> I don't know um, if I could have, no. Well, there nah, we I smashed it, mate. Smashed it. Smashed it. All right. Well, as I like to kind of like, you know, break the ice and get us kind of like eased in, you know, lubricate us from head to toe, as it were, before we jump head first into the news, uh, I like to cover the comment of the week, uh, which you can leave on our YouTube channel. And this week, it comes from Justin Winton. And he said... Three days after this episode is out and 100 plus likes, you owe us an Instagram post. So I'll tell you what, Jonesy, why don't you explain everything behind that comment? Uh, yeah, so last week we would um, we said that if people gave us 100 plus likes, then we would put out an Instagram post because we have not put an Instagram post out in many, many months. Yeah, when did, um, when was think, the, when did we say the last one was? March? It was, it was pre-lockdown it was, because it was, it was when March, we were yeah. together at your gaff uh, recording the podcast in <sighs> wow. person. Um, and so it's been uh, a decent while. And I picked this comment out as a comment of the week just to remind us that, in fact, <laughs> we have over 100 <laughs> likes. It, it wasn't even March. It. it was February. It was February 23rd. February, February now. I remember Th- now. Thanks, that COVID. Was, February 23rd, my birthday. And I remember because I didn't say anything. I kept it a secret. And we put that Instagram what? post up on my birthday. Oh, there we go. Happy, happy birthday happy for then, birthday. Jamie. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Over eight months ago. But yeah, nice. It's all good. Nice. Um, but yeah, now, now, now. now we're kind of in the unfortunate position of what the fuck are we going to put up on Instagram? Because I mean, <laughs> I could just take a, a picture of myself, but then you guys aren't in it. And it's like, I don't know what to do. So then I thought, I had an idea. What if okay. I Photoshop our heads onto a hydra three-headed hydra and then just Ooh, pop that like on. it it's a solid idea it's a solid yeah. idea uh, yeah. someone on our discord server actually it was lady tiefling said maybe we should just take a scene from ice age and uh <laughs> put our, our faces in that also solid hey yeah. you, you know what a really interesting and socially engineered and a very <laughs> clever way to to take the next step of this process would be Tell you me. say that if this video that we're recording right now also hits 100 <laughs> likes, then we'll pick a comment at random. No, we'll pick the comment from the comment section, which itself has the most likes, that is an idea for said Instagram post, and that will be the post. Oh, my because, God. It's I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, like ki- it. yeah, it's kind of likeception, but... The, the, the depressing thing about Justin Winton's comment, or maybe it's a kind of enlightening thing, I don't even know, is that yeah. those can we smash X likes things... Kind it does of fucking work. work, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's it, annoying. I hate it because we don't. We're not right. like that. We're not. We're not. Uh, anyway, no, we we're are not like that. But the perfect reaction would have been our audience to be like, "Fuck these old gimps asking us for likes," <laughs> and, every, and it being our most disliked video ever. Well, I remember there was one video where one of the comments was like, "You guys are currently on sixty nine likes. I'm not going to like this video." 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, fine. Fair play. Yeah, Fair yeah, play. Okay. Valid reason. You go and watch a, a like a 15-minute long video two minutes after it's uploaded, and there's already a comment saying, this is the worst video I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, mate. Even Chris doesn't watch on eight times speed. Like, I love those comments. They're great though because it is ridiculous. It's ludicrous. But, but we, we used, used to, they've just come there to shitpost, which I think yeah. is great. But I, like even on our previous channel, right, where we we're doing uh, six lists, I remember people would comment and say like, "Oh well, you forgot this game," and it's like, "Dude, it's number two, you fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch the video. Yeah, you obviously didn't watch yeah. the fucking thing." Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, they clicked through that, it and they missed it. That was annoying. And the second most annoying thing, perhaps, or maybe first, was people interpreting our list of six games as an ordered list and oh, saying, yeah, yeah. I can't believe X is in front of Y or X is before Y. When it's like, they've got numbers, but this is not an order. This isn't the top six, or this isn't like the no. six in order. Like, yeah. it's just six. Yeah, we should have just had a fucking flashing card with text on the screen saying, no, you dill hole. It's not in in no particular order. Just fucking flashing on the screen. I don't, I, my, this is a weird one, but um, I thought it was quite cool if it if it's uh, you know is through our making. But I was chatting to Cameron on our um, um, one of our patrons on the Discord, and he was saying he sort of asked about how we came up with the idea to do six lists back in the ATG days. And I said, oh, it was just a case of saying, right, there are three of us. We we don't want to do three things because it's not enough. So if we do six, we can have two each. It's, you know, seemed to make sense. And then we just sort of referred to them as six lists through no reason. It was just easy to say. But then he said he saw on a top 10 video on uh, a different channel. I can't remember what the channel was, that someone referred to it as a six list. And I was like, I love it. If that is like, we've, we've started like a, a yeah, way we, of saying, we, we missed the trick there. We should have, we should have just trademarked it. Six list. Trademark six right. list. Was it, you know what? It did become more of a branding term than I ever thought. Although oh, we, totally. we do also have sometimes have the opposite where where people would say, "Hey, like, Autumn Gaming, big fan of the top ten lists," and we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we know. I know what you're trying to say." But yeah, yeah, like, we don't do tens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Hey, you can't hey. be picky about that stuff. Like tens reign supreme, and if anything, our channel existed because of another channel that did also make top ten lists. So, yeah, you know, hey, it's a trick. I'm in in a very strange way. I mean, I know when we when we left that, we we really didn't want we. We we saw the back of, of listicle fucking videos, right? And we're glad oh, to yeah. see the back of it. But now that some time has passed, I'm looking forward to the end of the year where we can do our annual thing, or as long as we can find the time to fucking do it, of saying, here are the six best games of the year. Here are the six worst games of the year. Here are the six most anticipated games next year. Yeah. Like, I, you know, something like doesn't have a lot of pressure to it to kind of come up with a, a fun and quirky kind of oh, what's a really niche list that people are going to be like, really want to fucking click on that no one else has done before? They're nice little, and yeah, like year caps, bookends yeah. to the year that we can um, we can put out to, to, yeah, see out the old year and see in the new year almost, which works quite nicely. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've always been a fan. Anyway, yeah. enough, uh, enough uh, reminiscing about the past, all right? Let's talk about what's happening more recently, okay? I want to know what you guys have been playing what you've been doing since the last time we recorded this podcast. Because oh, believe no. it or not, we are on episode 45. 45. How, what would be a year? 52. 52. So is that true? We've got seven more episodes until it's a fucking year of this shite. That doesn't sound right, does it? Well, I, will, I'll be, I am impressed that we've made it like every week. I don't know why I thought we'd fall off <laughs> at some point. We'd, well, and then we'd miss one and miss dude, two. Dude, there's three of us here. Like we, we, we needed a disaster in order to just miss... You know, yeah. like I'm sure worst comes to worst, one of us would just fucking do it. 
It would be that like would, a, I would love to see what happened. It would, it would be a 10 minute video. You know, if it was just me, do you know what I would do? I'd do like fucking Lord of the Rings column and I'd have like two different <laughs> angles on me and one where I'm a sane person and one where I'm just fucking batshit insane talking to myself and arguing with myself. It would be great. Um, oh, you'd, um, you'd need to do three angles and you'd need to be you, me and Jamie doing like the voices for each of us. That would be Jesus. great. Can you imagine? With like uh, costumes and uh, different hair and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, wonder. I, like, I wonder if that's a, that's maybe a video for the patrons. The fucking Gollum Gollum casts. All I want to see Chris arguing as Jamie and me as against each other, if, and then being himself, not like sitting there. Going, what if we just did a role swap where, like, we filmed a patron exclusive podcast where for that one episode we picked a name from the hat, and each of us was pretending to be someone else, Ooh. and we just yeah, had but, shit, but shit like, like that shit person. like that. Shit like that can break fucking friendships. Oh, yeah, because if I drew Chris from the hat, I would just not show up. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what, you didn't even need to do, to go anywhere and you just decided anyway. Oh, wow. Sorry, Chris. I, yeah. you know what? I wasn't going to make that joke until you joked about them ending friendships. And I was like, what's the easy dig? It's the easy dig. Uh, that is funny, but you are dead to me. All right. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> Something's never changed. Um, Josie. Josie, come on. I don't want to hear about oh, you. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. You shut your mouth. I was, was going to be polite and get myself out of the way because I've done the least, but you guys go ahead. How, I'll, how I'll very swap. well dare you, all right? You, you no. call yourself a gamer. Jeez. Do you know what? I, I can segue. I, <laughs> I can segue between the previous uh, comment about Instagram, because Ooh. you said about Hydra, um, into a game that I have been playing and also streamed since the last time we did the podcast. Ew. Um, because one of the Bakugan in Bakugan Champions of Estroya is a three-headed dog. So we could Instagram ourselves as, as a three-headed dog. Jensen, but, um, can, you, can you just say Bakugan again? Bakugan. I love it. Can you, can you, can you say Bakugan? Bakugan, it doesn't really Bakugan. work, does it? Back once Sugan with the Renegade Master, something like that. Try Just make a song out of it. No, I can't say that. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, um, Warner Brothers very kindly sent us a pre—I um, uh, don't really call it—an earlier copy. copy. There preview you go, copy. preview copy of Back Again, so we could have a bit of a play. And my uh, kid is big into Back Again; he loves watching it on TV. So I said that I would take one uh, for yeah. the team, not, not and something play we and- usually cover, right? Like not necessarily well, yeah, like, our type yeah, of game. Yeah, it's funny. Like we've been so busy this week, we turned down uh, getting an access to a PS5 and the Dual Sense. We turned down the Series X and Series S. Yeah. We turned down Watch Dogs Legion. We were like, guys, yeah. we got a lot on our plates. But Guy, well, Warner jo- Brothers Jamie, came calling. Funnily, you said that. Like I actually had to kick Phil Spencer out of my house because he tried to give me a fucking fridge. <laughs> yeah, I, he's like, get yeah. that fridge. Apparently, uh, he uh, uh, went to his backup. Some guy called Snoop something or other. Some rapper. He was like the you know the person behind you if you yeah. had turned it down and yeah, yeah. Snoop Snoop Hog I believe so <laughs> something like that yeah but back again we Jonesy we had to say yes to <laughs> we had to say yes to but um it's yeah it's all right it's fine it's it's a very Pokemon uh light kind of um very anime you know it's fun it's fine it's okay but my, <laughs> it's, it's fun it's fine put that on the box it's fine. Which always is it is a kids game, and it, you play it, and it's like, oh, this is this is for kids. It's it's not really yeah. for someone of my age who doesn't really follow it. Um, but my four year old has been playing the hell out of it, and he loves it. Although he can't read, as I was telling you guys, so I play, <laughs> so I have to play it with him. Um, 
But no, it's, it's, oh, well, they do have some elements which I quite like is that you have to, during the battles, if you think of like a similar to Pokemon battle, you actually yeah. have to run around and pick up these energy shards on the floor in order to power up your back again to do a move and stuff, which actually I don't mind. So I've been I've been playing okay. a bit and we sort of play it together, which has been, um, which has been pretty cool. So, we yeah, we so, were kind yeah, of discussing it before we, we hit record on this podcast and saying that when you're a fan of something uh, and a game comes out, you can forgive a whole host of sins purely because the novelty of playing that. I, I was telling these guys that um, when I was in university, fucking the Naruto games on on the Wii even. So how about that one? I wow. used to go fucking mad for them. Fighting games, you just get all, <laughs> go over to my friend's house, we'd just spend the whole day just fucking beating the shit out of each other in, in, in those games. And objectively, not the greatest games. You know, they're, they're fine, like Jonesy says. But subjectively, it's fucking cool, dude. Give it to me. In, inject it straight into my veins and I will fucking come back for more yeah. and more yeah. and more. I 100% get that. Yeah. To be, to be fair, they've also addressed, like every issue I have with Pokemon, they've kind of addressed in the sense of there's a lot more to the visually it's a lot more interesting in, in the battles you it's, and it's like you're saying it almost is like a um you can play the the show yeah. which is a cool yeah. thing and you can see and the animations and the everything looks really nice it's very well made um yeah so it's cool it's, it's been a decent little um uh switch game for me to sort of tap into in the last nice. week or so um i've also played a little bit of watchdogs legion i believe oh. i played the first like 45 minutes um, yeah and the first thing that struck me, that I haven't played enough of it, obviously, to really talk about much of it, but London looks phenomenal. Like, nice. I love... I'm, I'm assuming it is an accurate representation. Do you guys remember playing Driver back in the day, which was supposed to be London, and it was, <laughs> yeah. like, one street? And it was, um, <laughs> the one well, I was London. The, the one I remember, remember was The Getaway, and that was actually... That was a pretty decent London in The Getaway. Yeah. Oh, getaway, sorry, Getaways. No, it wasn't. It was crap. Oh, dude, Getaway's no, what I'm like, talking about. If what you, about. For the time, it was, like... It was for the time. Cool. Considering yeah, for the time, there was, was cool. a going head-to-head -head with, you know, GTA, which were very heavily fictionalised takes on major cities. Yeah. To play something that was just like, nah, this is London. It was it was really unique. I but, think see, I, but you, Ubisoft are really good like that, right? Like, um, yeah, from the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, you've just you, you know, you've just reminded me, Chris. Wasn't there even a thing where Notre Dame had uh, fire damage to it, and they went to Ubisoft because their yeah. Assassin's Creed set in France had such oh, good wow. like, scans and data on Notre Dame exactly. that could help help the rebuild. Exactly so right. Yeah. So if there's if there's any company that you kind of want to recreate a. Uh, a, a, a city, a place. I mean, I think Ubisoft are your or your people. No, nah, you're you're absolutely right. But the getaway, I think the thing that I had back in the day was I remember reading like, oh, this is going to be London. And then when I played it, I was like, this is not London. And I played it with people I know who lived in London, and they were like, well, if you what that's there's no street. That, oh, this doesn't. Oh no, that's wrong. It's all wrong. But <laughs> well, you play Legion, and I've only sort of played a bit of it, obviously, but. It looks phenomenal, and it looks like it might be right, as in yeah, the whole yeah. the, the whole I, of central London might be right. I think, I'm not sure. I think size-wise it's not one-to-one, -one because that would be a bit right. mental. But from yeah. what I've seen on the gameplay I've watched is they've managed to nail that feeling of take landmarks and key areas and just the feeling of certain districts of London, because all three of us know they do feel distinct. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like if you remind someone regularly enough of where they are and what they're going where they're going from and to and so on and so forth then you can almost convince them that they're in a one-to-one -one space yeah of london right even if in this version of london you can drive from westminster to whitechapel in three minutes you know it's because <laughs> it's a video game 
Yeah. It's, it's probably perfect for someone like me who's got a really bad sense of direction <laughs> and has spent a lot of time in London but doesn't know where anything is. I forgot so, no, this, this is where I could go. This is where it could all unravel, Jamesy. Because so I could be like, because for me it's you, perfect. But you'll be like, oh yeah, in the game, if I turn down this road, I'll, I'll fucking be in front of like <laughs> Westminster Abbey, and you turn around, it's just a fucking. I'm still like, a chicken cottage or something. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day Jonesy arrives late for a job interview, and they're like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "The fast travel wasn't working." <laughs> <laughs> well, I got lost. Do you remember? I don't know if you guys remember this. I got lost on my way to work after having worked in the same place for about six years because I was playing Dude. Pokemon Go, and I walked down a different street, and then I had no idea where I was. I remember. Oh, yeah. I can't remember if I got a call from you or a text or something, but we went to a burger restaurant that was about three to four minutes away from our office and that we'd been to about 50 times. And I remember getting the call and you were like, I don't know where it is. Where, where, where was it? Was that, was that, um, it was Honest. Honest, Honest yeah. Burger, yeah. Oh, right. I still, Sh- shout I'm, out sure, I'm not Burger. sure. I miss you. Yeah. I'm still not exactly sure where that would be from where we used to work. Wow. <laughs> wow. I would, I would give directions, but I don't want to dox us, even if there's no one I used no to follow to Jamie. Yeah. Or you, Chris. I used to follow one of you. I didn't used to think it was about literally, it. Yeah. It was literally one turn. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, which yeah, turn? It, actually, no, Chris is exactly right. It was one turn. You could do it in one right angle. Oh, well. <laughs> but then, so so the look of London anyway and Watch Dogs looks yeah. really good. Um, one thing I did kind of think was that I wanted a little more hand-holding in the beginning. Um, it does a good job of sort of saying, this is the game uh, and setting you up quite nicely for the whole Legion thing, right? And you, yeah. I got the feel for that really quickly. But then it kind of just says, go over here and start your first mission. And I was like, okay, like, do I steal a car? Do I walk? Do I, like, what do do I do? And in the end, I I got in a taxi thinking (laughs) the taxi would take me, but it was a a self-driving taxi. So I could drive the taxi or it would drive itself. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this then. Um, and I drove, I and I actually the game, the game says to Jonesy, "All right, Jonesy, you can game now." And Jonesy's like, "What? What?" No, I, 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 I wanted on. to do it. Jonesy's right. like, more I wanted like, it right. What? <laughs> but you know, I the, the thing I'd done is I'd actually watched a video where someone said, I think it was IGN, did a video of like the first things to try, and it said, "Just do the first few missions. Don't don't veer off." And you'll have a better, like you'll have a better time. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to do what I normally do, which is just go sandbox. I'm going to try and follow what it wants me to do. <laughs> and then I was like, what does it want me to do? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of walk. really fascinating that Jonesy made that point because you guys remember when they remastered Saints Row Three like a couple of months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I played that remaster, and one of the things I remember coming on the podcast and saying was that it's fascinating playing an open world crime game from a decade ago because it was still in the era of where they felt like they had to explain everything to you. you had, <laughs> if there was a story mission to introduce every side activity and there was, this is the story mission where you go to the shop to buy clothes and yeah. this is the story mission. And it maybe it is that, that thing that we've crossed over now into that era of games where they're going, people know how open worlds work. People know how, you know, stealing cars and driving to locations work. People know how mission logs work and just go at it. But sometimes you will still get that feeling of, Am I am I doing this right? Is this too soon to be doing this, that, or the other? Or should I start recruiting people now? When does this when does the game open up? Yeah. You know? And it, it was literally just that. It was just the fact that I was like, because I don't want to steal a car. I didn't, and then I was like, if I get into this car, am I going to steal it? And then are the police going to be after me? And it was just, I, I just wanted it to tell me, this is how you go from A to B at the beginning. And it <laughs> didn't. It just let me go at it, which is fine. Like, I'm fine with that. But I just kind of thought like it could have done a little more. And then... um. 
the only other thing I had was, so then I immediately crashed. Oh my God, my dog is going mental. Sorry. <laughs> well, Jonesy, you know, what, you know why, right? What's the name uh, of the game you're talking it. about? Watch Dogs. She heard. She listened. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, yeah. She's saying, um, she's I'll, saying, I'll scratch saying, her. You, you, you what, mate? Chill. You what, mate? I'm scratching her, so now she's calmed down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, but then I also had, I then crashed immediately. Um, into a lamppost and it flipped the car and I barely <laughs> hit it. I was like, what's going on? I then had a drone and a Albion guy who was just standing right there both attack me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, so the, the Albion are the uh, antagonistic force in the in the game, right? Yeah, they're a, a private security firm which, are, which have been given loads of powers in London to effectively um, secure the city and make it safe again. But um, they are dodgy AF. And right. You really so need to so find out do you remember with, when... One of the things that I was concerned about with this game was that it all the trailers kind of made it to seem too, what's the word, like pastiche, I guess, of what it's like right. to be living in London and all the kind of like stereotypical characters, like your lager lout and your, you know, person that watches fucking yeah, you know, yeah, Coronation football, Street the, or some uh, shit Fake like James that. Bond, yes. football hooligan, old granny. Yeah, exactly. Like, how how much of that did you kind of come up across? Already, I've come up across. I've come across a bit of it. So you start that game, and even the AI computer called who's called Bagley, who kind of introduced you to stuff, um, and a couple of other players, they were like, so you've got kind of got this suave. Um, uh, I suppose he's supposed to be like a, a secret service kind of um, James Bondy character at the very beginning. Um, yeah. And they're talking to each other and they're like, fucking hell, Bagley, what are we doing over here? Who's that Muppet coming over here? And then Bagley's like, oh shit. Oh, like, oh fuck. And it's like, why is everyone swearing so much? It feels really strange. No, because it's an edgy watchdogs game and uh, yeah, you can't yes. be edgy unless you swear. I mean, yeah, if we know this from our podcast, fellas, you know. True. It felt like they were trying to be edgy. But then wow. sometimes I feel like we did that ourselves. Like, for as much as... I think if you were to look at like a city like London, it's far more nuanced than that. But if you look at a lot of, I don't know, I feel like if you look at films, for example, there are a lot of really famous English filmmakers who have actually, if you take a step back, done a disastrous job at the reputation certain groups of British, you know, citizens have got. And you got you have your your, your Nick Loves yeah. and your um your Guy Ritchies of the world who are like yeah. actually like for as much as we celebrate their films and enjoy certain things like. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. If, if Ubisoft just watched that on repeat 10 times, I'm like, I guess this is what these Londoners are like. And that's a Londoner telling people about Londoners. Like, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. But it's also, what, the problem is, it's also not, right? Because Guy Ritchie is not from that world. Guy Ritchie is like a posh lad <laughs> well, that, from a private school who thought that's what it's like. And he's like, Jason Statham, this former Olympic diver, we'll get him into, a, <laughs> we'll get him into a talk like this. Yeah, he knows what it's like. Yeah. Um, but but, but then, did, did, did that come across as like, did it come across no, as cringy, fair, I guess? No. Is, what, is it a fucking cringy game, Joe? Just tell me straight. No. As soon as I actually got into the game, um, I started to th- get an idea for, okay, this is kind of what they're trying to go for. Um, and it, and it, one of the one of the things I did sort of straight away, which I quite liked, was because um, you can scan individual people and it tells you their attributes and you can decide whether or not you want to put them on a list of people can, to can possibly you, recruit. Does it tell you, like, penis size and, and bra size? And- it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it tells you like well, they've got. Well, then it's not game of the year material, <laughs> is it? So why are You're we right. even talking about it? But what it does do is tell you if they've got any perks that would come with them, like they have their own private vehicle, like they've got a sports car, or they've got a gun, or they can um, get clothing for cheaper. 
Um, and as you, if you sit in a car, you can uh, turn auto drive on. And as you drive down the road, you can just scan people, which I quite enjoyed doing because I was okay. just like going, are they worth it? Are they worth it? Are they worth it? And then I found a dude who was had quite a lot of stuff that was good about him. Um, and so I just hopped out of the car as it was driving along and went and had a chat with him. So and then like, they give you a mini mission. They so give it's you like a, mission a human, human trafficking simulator, right? Uh, it's like human, yeah, human trafficking no, meets yeah. Pokemon. Oh, it kind of meets Pokemon <laughs> in a weird way. It's dawned on me. You're just fucking collecting Pokemon at this point. There's a there's a wild construction or there's a construction worker in the wild. You can recruit him. <laughs> and then you go oh, and talk to him. It's a shiny one. Yeah. The first guy I spoke to, actually, I did say, um, and the reason I wanted to recruit him was because he had a car and a sledgehammer. <laughs> and um, I chatted to him and he went, and yeah, and I said, oh, and this is, the, okay, one thing, my character, she always says the same thing, which is kind of annoying. The first, You pick the first person to join your team. Yeah. And she's like, um, what's the problem? I will try to help you. Because she's like <laughs> uh, Eastern European. Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, well, I'd, I'd 50 blokes on a construction site and we're all fucking professional. And now uh, Albion managed to replace us all overnight. That's dodgy. Can you go sort that out? And then you get a mission to go and... Um, investigate what's gone on there. And if you solve that mission, he joins your team. So that's how you okay. recruit I kind of take it team. back because this is starting to sound like a fucking carry on film. And that, oh. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, you, you, we all asked the question, I think, at certain points, maybe like E3 in years gone by, what does voice acting and, and that kind of stuff and conversations between voice actors, what do they start to look like when you have that many different people and that range of characters are represented? Yeah. And the answer is, assuming you go into it with a sense of humor, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, every yeah. single thing I've seen is like, Let's be honest, it's not great voice acting delivered in ways that feel like two people who are, are not talking to each other in any way, shape, or form, and yet it's kind of funny. Yeah. If you, if yeah. you want yeah. to look at it that way, it's kind of like, I don't know. And then you throw in there, like Jonesy mentioned, traits, some of the runs, that have, ones that have already been doing the rounds of things like you can find people that spontaneously die, which in a game with a, a permadeath option is like, I love the idea that you could be on a mission and a character that you recruited just dies. Like, like, like the granny has a heart attack or something. Yeah, literally. Or you have people with gambling problems that if you recruit <laughs> them, like they will spend your money and like, they'll, <laughs> they might win and they might lose. Like that stuff. Okay, hold, it, so, so, yeah. then, so then in that way, it kind of sounds more like The Sims to me. So it's like The well, Sims meets Pokemon. <laughs> jo jo yeah, yeah. Jonesy, Jonesy's tried more of it than me, but from what I gather reading reviews, the people that do like it are the people that have overlooked some of the jankiness and maybe occasionally bad writing or voice acting and stuff like that. Sure. And focused on elements of like what almost comes together to be something of like an immersive sim in terms of the range of these characters and their traits and their skills, but also the flexibility that you can approach scenarios uh, from. Because yeah. hacking is, right, yeah. you know, a lot more. It's not like Watch Dogs One, where it's like, "Hey, do you want to do the traffic lights or the or the bollards?" It's much <laughs> more like, "Hey, use your spider thing and your spider drone, and you know, you can put that on this drone and fly that drone up and jump your spider off and go through this crate and distract that person yeah, and blow this yeah, thing yeah. up." Okay. And it's almost like, you know, in Breath of the Wild, you got the scenarios where you you get out of a situation, you think that wasn't how I was supposed to do that, but it worked. Yeah, I think Watch Dogs yes. Legion has some of that going for it. Hmm, interesting. Okay. It, 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 it feels like, because uh, they've really tried to, um, even early on in the game, they tried to sell the message of resistance and you are a city of people who are who want to resist this like almost occupying um, police force who are trying to... Cause it's, and they also do a very clever thing at the very beginning, which is the, the media um, changes. So in the opening shots of the game, 
Yeah, you have like the typical thing of news reporters talking about what's gone on, and there are these explosions in London. And as the as Albion get more of a grip on the city, you actually can hear the tone and the way the news reporters talk goes from sort of being kind of typical what you'd expect in London yeah. to kind of being um being very careful about the way they say or the way they talk and saying oh deadsec who you are part of um are you know all about fake news that the fact that they didn't blow up london because they didn't so this is what happens at the beginning of the game you get framed yeah. deadsec get framed uh, and then get crushed by um security forces and the idea of you being a resistance to sort of an occupying force who control the media and the narrative, I think that was going to work really well. It's, it feels like it could work really well. Like I need to obviously play the game a lot more and get into it. But it feels like you could feel like you are real Londoners trying yeah. to fight against this force in London. And this is why I'm I'm actually pretty hopeful for how good this game's going to be. And I'm excited to see how well, it turns Jonesy, out. Well, I look forward to you playing a maximum of at least another two hours before you put at it least. down and, and, and focus on something else. But uh, I look forward to that, that next two hours kind of run <laughs> down um yeah you, you you guys been playing anything else you're welcome <laughs> uh I, I played one more thing i'll be really brief about because i played it for um uh, a video that we're going to be hopefully putting up on our channel which was Ooh. um devotion um a little halloween just a video about devotion. a scary game and i, I think oh a scary game oh, okay I, I was thinking super of, scary I, I was thinking of a different video sorry yeah hmm. yeah no um <laughs> but I streamed half of it because it's like three hours long. So I streamed okay. half of it um, and it's fucking terrifying. And it, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of is, is it genuinely or, is, or are you just being a bit of a pussy? No, it's horrible. Um, in <laughs> certain aspects, it's horrible. Like, it's so it's got, it's, it's got jump scares, but it's not over the top with jump scares. It's more of an atmospheric uh, horror. Okay. And it's just the feel. But... I didn't want to play on my own. Like the, the first time I played, I played for twenty minutes, and I had to stop playing. If you, I don't, you got, I don't think you guys saw the stream, but there's a bit where these funeral puppets are in your your room. No, sorry, your your apartment, and they're sort of sitting. I think they're called funeral puppets, but they're these yeah. life size wooden puppets of you and your wife, and they're they're sort of sitting on the sofa, and then there's a pair standing in the kitchen, and then there's a pair like do, uh, at your desk, and as you move through the um, the apartment. Um, they're just all sitting there. And then as you sort of reach certain points or you walk in a room and then walk out of a room, they will have moved and now they're looking at you. Yeah, um, that, yeah that's I, I don't like that. Creepy. I don't like that. And I had to stop playing at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's it's that thing, right? You you think, even if the game never does it, you, you always got in the back of your head, this thing's going to fucking jump out at me. Yes, and the, so the game is inspired by like so. Um, the developers said like PT, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Layers of Fear were like big influences for them, and they really like the thing of you. you your attention gets taken over here. You turn around to look at whatever that noise was, yeah. and there's nothing there, so you turn back around. But then things have changed, yeah. And it yeah. actually is very clever. We often talk about sort of level design, and I I gripe and moan about level design a lot. But the level design in this, given that it's such a small environment, it's just one apartment and like one co um, corridor, they've done a fantastic job at making you look exactly where you're supposed to look at the right time. Yeah. And then stuff goes on and you turn to look at it, and then you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then yeah. you don't want to... Oh, it makes me feel weird just the, talking the, about the, it. The, the, the scary thing about that is that it's a concept and a way of you know designing a game that obviously works very well for horror because it's the you know that fear of anything being able to change at any point. But it also works really well, and I think we talked about this in the past, for VR design because you could take right. a physical room and almost make people double back on themselves in such a way where they walk within the same, let's say, three square meters, yeah. but they feel like they're in a much bigger space because of the way you're making them feel like they're going. 
Yes, um, yeah, I don't want to see someone combining those two worlds. <laughs> I'll just say that. Devotion in VR, devotion would be terrifying. I don't I, And I, I wouldn't want to play it. It's too dark. I mean, I stopped watching your stream after the first jump scare. I told you it was because of work. In reality, it was because I had some cleaning up to do. So, <laughs> I would, I would love to see you play it. Oh uh, man, a there's a couple of jump scares in there, and yeah, uh, it's it's good, man. But uh, so, so the reason was I've, I was we're doing a video about it is because I think finally a few months ago it became pretty apparent that it's never getting re-released. Um, oh wow, okay, because, yeah. Because um, of the issues they had around lambasting the Chinese leader. Um, but if people want to find out more about that, then they'll have to check out the video when it comes out. Nice. Looking forward to it. And there you go. That's all from me. All right, Jamie, go on. Give, um, give us a because because Jonesy took about half an hour telling sorry, us. Sorry, I was far too well, luckily, long. Yeah. yeah, luckily I haven't played much because I held <laughs> off watchdogs. I've been getting um I don't even know what you'd call it, but like almost the next gen anxiety where yeah. watchdogs is out now, for example, but it's like what if I just waited and played it on PS5 in, you know, with ray tracing or whatever? I don't know. It's that horrible thing of like, are you playing the best possible version of everything? But this you is can? the but this is the madness of it though, Jamie. And you know what I'm gonna say. What are you gonna say? It's, you have got a next gen right in front of you right now. Yeah, but I, I made a mistake. I, this is not. It doesn't work, Chris. I can't <laughs> play open world games like that on the PC because it just doesn't fit. Like I made a mistake getting Mafia on Steam. I think with hindsight, oh, I should have done okay. on the PS4. And I'm determined now to play pretty much everything uh, coming up between now and the end of the year on PS5. Wow. But that's also just because okay. I'm excited about the PS5 for reasons we'll get into later. Um, I didn't get jump scared by Devotion because I haven't played it and I didn't watch any of Jonesy's stream. Fair. RIP. Uh, I did get jump scared a little bit by Call of Duty Warzone somehow because they are oh, actually right. at the tail end of an event now, which I didn't talk about last week, called The Haunting of Verdansk. Um, and it sounded really cool on paper. I think it's a little bit less uh, interesting once you've kind of experienced everything there is to see. They've done some nice stuff in terms of rewards. There are now yeah. random gifts you can get in so any of the areas of the map. So this is their okay. timed horror. It's timed, of yeah. This mode. is their timed Halloween so, thing. So what? What about it is different? What makes it all? Um, so basically, I mean, it's, it's, it's COD, right? So there's going to be zombies or something, surely. Well, the, yeah. So the, the, it's split into two things. It's kind of like map changes and modes. Um, yeah. The map changes are one of the first things is that you can play Warzone at night now. Uh, you don't have to do any right. zombie stuff if you don't want to. You can just experience the dance at nighttime, and That's it's cool. unique. It's not preferable to daytime, but it's cool. They've introduced a bunch of sort of rewards where now you can open any loot box in any, any area and there's a chance of getting a Halloween-themed reward out of it, like a sticker or a spray or a gun charm. The flip side of that is it's uh, part of their trick-or-treat uh, kind of thing. Oh, lovely. And as the name would suggest, there are, in fact, tricks, which essentially are opening a box or a chest. No, oh, sorry. it's a okay. far worse trick than that, um, <laughs> believe it or not. It's a jump scare. And it's actually quite a deadly and loud jump scare. Uh, Mike thought. What boy is it? Is it always the same thing? No, there's a couple of different ones, but essentially some kind of like ghostly image appears on your screen and flashes up and there's a really loud noise. Oh, but that's, that's, that's so cheap. A filth, a filth it's, it, jump no, scare. No, it's cheap and it doesn't add to the experience. And I actually don't like it. If there was a way to turn it off, I would. But that's what they've done. Yeah. Um, right. The other main thing to note is that there's a timed mode at the moment called Zombie Royale, which to give credit where it's due, it's actually kind of neat. Uh, you basically load in as trios at nighttime, much smaller circle. The twist now is that there is no gulag. When you die for the first time, you come back as a zombie. 
Uh, zombies oh. run ver- run very fast. They have a super super high jump, and they can also uh, do EMP flashes that like can stop cars and get rid of people's HUDs, and of also throw they can, gas yeah. grenades. Yeah, zombies with gas grenades and EMPs. <laughs> why not? Um, the twist of that is if you die as a zombie, that's it. You're dead for good. Yeah. If when you're playing as a zombie though, you can pick up vials that dead players have dropped, either because you killed them or someone else has, and bring yourself back to life. Um, Okay, that sounds yeah. quite quite interesting. Yeah, but would I it, want to play just as a zombie. I mean, you can <laughs> go in and die on purpose, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then right. you got to remember, if you die as a zombie, you're dead, and that that would be annoying. Because can you know. kill other players as a, as a zombie? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, hold on, you're, you're meant to in some respects. But are you are you like claws zombie or are you? I've got a gun, motherfucker, zombie. Oh, claw, claws zombie. It's full on like. They increase the FOV. You're moving around quite quickly. Jump is now on L2, and you can hold it down and do these crazy high jumps. Like you can jump, maybe not to the roof of stadium, but certainly like oh, wow. lots of other roofs and stuff like, like that. Like a flea. Yeah, I think they huh. they designed the zombie gameplay to be scary for the soldier gameplay. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, are they easy to Are they easy to take out? Like what's the they have, to kill, they like? have a lot of body health. They have almost no head health. The head health, right. the head damage multiplier is mahoosive. But if you drill them in the body, it will feel like they take a while to go down. It's the way it should be. Yeah, you have to just destroy the brain or remove the head. There should be a thing of, as well of like it has to be a double tap as well. Like you, 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 you <laughs> can yeah, take yeah. them down, but then you have to double tap them. Smart. Just, that that would be, the that more would be zombie great. land rules in Warzone, the better. <laughs> um, what I will say is, if it sounds similar to regular Warzone in terms of the regularity with which people are coming back and reengaging, yeah. it's not. It is absolute fucking carnage, and the final <laughs> circles of Zombie Royale are mayhem for the main reason that zombies can survive in the gas, and people can die outside of the gas. So let's say this, you get to the end of the game, there's 10 teams left of three players, so 30 people. Yeah. You die, you come back as a zombie. You can run around outside in the gas, like like stalking people or picking up vials from people that died way earlier. You only need two vials before you come back. And when you come back, you come back with the guns you had when you died, which might include your loadout. So the final okay. circle is just this endless cycle of like <laughs> zombies. The zombie gets enough vials. Someone's dropping out of the air and a, with a parachute right on your head. Then they die and they become a zombie again in their back and they're throwing, again, zombies have EMPs and gas grenades. So if you have fucking 10 zombies, they're fucking, that's t- you know, 20 gas grenades flying around and it's, 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 the, the games just end when they end. And you're like, oh, I, we didn't win. I guess they won. Because it literally yeah, right. is the, the second only one team has humans left on it, the, the, it ends. Yeah. Uh, right, you can't okay. win as a zombie. Oh, I want to see someone play that. Yeah, that, that really sounds kind of, of mental. It, 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 it can produce some good moments, but um, alas, it is... I think it, it's temporary, it's Halloween-themed, and that's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I, I love all these Halloween themes. Um, I think it was Hooded Dude on our... Um, what was it Grimbacore? On our... Um, Discord was showing us the um, the Apex Legends uh, yeah. thing that they got going on, and that's that seems pretty fucking cool as well. Um, but guys, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I haven't played it yet, but uh, Dota has brought back Diatide. Yay! Yay! Is it something to do with washing? Yeah, clothes or something? Tide? No. no. Okay. Can you not is be happy? A, just is this, this another one book? thing Yay! for me. There we go. Yay! Thank you. Is this Jesus. another thirty pound book? No, like, it's, no, it's you, not. Then you then spend another three hundred pounds leveling up, and every level you get a Russian commentator going. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. 
No. And it, the, yeah. the sound effect plays and match and everyone's happy and you put a, you put a hat on your orc and... Yeah, yeah okay, think, funny, funny, oh. funny. No, it's not. So, so here's the issue with, with Dota in the past number of years is they didn't give a shit about having fun. All right, the, the developers. On Neither Dota, did you, they, apparently. They didn't care. No, 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 like fucking Christmas like events, no Halloween events, <laughs> nothing. They gave nothing to the players as kind they of. They didn't like, want you. They literally didn't want you. To literally, have fun. literally. Like, I think if no Gabe, one's having fun playing Dota, so we're not going to make it any more fun. Yeah, I honestly think that if Gabe could stick his hand through my webcam and and stick a, a, a fucking needle in my testicle, he would do it. All right, because that's that's how much they care about Dota players. But out of fucking nowhere, out of nowhere, they they're like, Here, here's a Halloween mode. There you go. Enjoy. No, no, like no, string, return, no strings attached. Plus, you know, play and you'll get some rewards. And it's like th- this hasn't happened for like the past five years in Dota. It's mad. So I'm 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 really excited. But anyway, I digress. I'm I'm happy you're excited, Chris. I can experience that vicariously through you. I don't care, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> wow, thanks. Um, I think but, but, to transition, Chris, if I may, from me onto you, there is something that all three of us played, and I think, Chris, you and I actually played for the first time. Yeah. Uh, possibly the latest we've ever been to the table <laughs> when it comes to, like, a popular game that is a, doing a the rounds. A trend. But, um, exactly, a trend. Uh, but... I think, Chris, you and I played our first match, or matches, I should say, of Among Us this week. Yeah. First yeah. time ever, believe it or not, as dumb as that sounds. On on Jonesy's stream, even. Jonesy's so, stream. You did. Thank you very much for coming along. Oh, it, thank you for organizing it, because I think it, we probably would have, that trend would have passed us by otherwise. Um, it's it, it's something, isn't it? I guess it's, it's, uh, it's a lot better to play than it is to watch, in my opinion. There's a weird yeah. thing with with Among Us that if you play that game without, you know, the addition of the voice chat like that we did and other people do, yeah. it's a really boring game. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that enjoyable. But I think with the voice chat, like it's, that's what adds the the flavor and the the yeah. fun to it for sure. It's 100%. just it's, it's interesting to kind of just see how devious your friends are, and and how yeah how easily they can lie. But there, there is one one thing I want to highlight, Jamie, about when we were playing with Jonesy. And it was so funny, dude. We were all like in this one room and Jonesy was the imposter and Jonesy kills someone just out, just inside the airlock. And then he opens the airlock. <laughs> and it's just him oh, and no, this I body. didn't open it. Yeah, because I, I didn't open it. I I saw the dude, Supern, uh, or Pedro. I killed him, but I think, I don't know if someone on your side opened it or if he'd pushed the button already. Oh, right. so we, yeah. We, yeah, one of us must do because there were four, four or five of us stacked up at the door <laughs> waiting to, to get through. But, but the funny thing is, the game glitched or whatever it was, at least from my perspective, I could see... A, I couldn't see you until you killed him. And when you killed him, oh. I could see you before the door opened. Oh, weird, okay. Might be something to the teleporting, because you teleport to the person you're killing when you kill them. Yeah. Even if it's a little jump. But yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I had a wicked time. Like, I, I was skeptical of that game for a long time, and I kept missing out on sessions that other friends were doing. And I think, ironically, on the night that Jonesy streams from Among Us, I said initially I wasn't going to make it because I just started editing someone else <laughs> playing Among Us. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll jump on for a bit. And... Like you said, Jonesy, with the voice chat and and getting uh, the Discord kind of popping off, uh, I, had a, I had a blast. I, I hope to play it again. Yeah, no, we'll we'll, sure. we'll we'll arrange it for sure. Um, 
But yeah, all right, I'll 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 take over then because we've gone past a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff, and I'll I'll rattle through. So why do we of, always pick the weeks where actually news <laughs> happened to play fucking fifty games each? I know. Tell me about it. Well, dude, it's podcast. it's been so long since I've had actually chunky stuff to talk about. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this, okay? Because okay. not only did I finish watching MasterChef Australia, that's right, bitches. I've watched it all now, and it was fucking great. Who won? Uh, Is that? I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, all right. Chris, Please, it, uh, what I love about it was that. Chris, you didn't stream on Monday to watch the finale. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that was you great. were so unashamed of it. You were just like, no, I'm not streaming. It's the fucking MasterChef Australia finale. It's like, the finals, my dude. Jesus Christ, like, 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 cut me some slack, yeah. I love but that. Yeah. No, I just love the honesty. It was cool. It was very cool. Uh, and then I've been watching a lot of TV. Okay, so let me get that out of the way. Okay, I, I watched the new Borat movie, which uh, six out of 10, I'd give it. There, there was some funny things. Uh, I think it was redeemed by the ending was kind of, smart but yep, I, I don't know it's it's just i don't know what it is i think it's just i'm just getting old and cynical but all of these sequels to the the films that i really used to love just really fallen flat fucking anchorman zoolander borat just like ah, whatever uh, you, okay shall, shall i be super cynical can i be super cynical please alex jones because alex cynical pod- jones before the podcast uh, before we started recording, we had a brief chat about... Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> is he going to throw you under the bus, Jamie? No, he's not going to throw me under the bus. Okay. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to potentially throw all of us under the bus oh, there we go. and say that we've all, we have all watched this scene where um, uh, oh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani was yeah. apparently um, sorting himself out whilst a young lady was in the room. Um, and we've all seen it. And I think we all said before the recording, like, it just, I think he wasn't doing that at all. Like, he was tucking his shirt in, which is what he said. Um, th- there's a little part of me that's like, is the reason uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was sort of talking about it and saying, hey, Matt, because I, what I saw of him say was like, we think we know what he was doing. You just have to watch the movie. Watch the movie. It's on Prime. Watch yeah. the movie. And I was like, it kind of worry. It makes he, you feel a little bit weird. to watch the movie. Yeah, Maybe, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the headline you're writing here is movie star advertises movie, <laughs> but for the wrong reasons, right? Because if you if you if he didn't really think he was doing anything dodgy, but tried I to think, allude that he was, and the, yeah. and he said but watch the movie, right, that right, would be kind of. Right, right, but fellas, I, I, don't, I don't want to dwell too much on on, on the on the film side of, of things because we're no, a no, gaming sure. podcast after all, right? Well, uh, but the one thing I do want to say is Chef Australia. We're trying to talk about Borat. That's a game, dude. It's competition. People cry. Jamie, I'll have you know. But you know what? You're not wrong. Tears are <laughs> uh, But the, the, only, the, the thing I want to say about Borat is the problem with that film. <laughs> no, no, just, just like am a final I, thing. Am I, am the, I the taking problem crazy with that film, pills? <laughs> am I taking fucking crazy pills? The problem with that movie is exemplified in the very first like couple of minutes where Borat cannot be Borat in America anymore because he's so well known. And you... And that's where it just kind of all fell flat because he had to start wearing costumes as Borat, and it just was like, "What? Are, what are we doing here? This is madness." Well, but anyway, it's almost like, yeah, go, go, on, Joe. I was just going to say when he when he does get into costume, it's almost like you could see these as ideas that were left on the table from the TV show he did. Yeah, where it's like 100%. essentially it's Sasha Baron Cohen pretending to be Borat, pretending to be a dumb American. Like, yeah, we, you know, but I, I, I still agree. Six out of ten is a fair, fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, then I, I, I finished the first season of The Boys, which is something I'd be meaning to watch. Loads of people on the Discord have been telling us to check it out, and I can confirm that it's very good. And I started watching season two, 
but I'm watching Amazon Prime Video on my TV, on my LG TV, and the Amazon Prime app just keeps on fucking out, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, dear. Jeff Madness. Bezos, sort it out. Get the wallet yeah. out. But yeah. But anyway, guys, games, okay? Because not only did I play Among Us with you dudes, all right, I also finally finished Hollow Knight. That's right. I beat that fucking Hollow Knight. I'm proud Only of took you, me dude. three three turns. Three well tries done, sir. Well done. To uh, slay the Hollow Knight and uh, in turn become the Hollow Knight myself. And funny enough, it is a um, a PS Plus game for November. So you know, check it out because it's a good fucking game. Uh, I played. So it's it's part of a news story that we're going to talk about later. But I mean, fucking might as well talk about it now. Nintendo had a mini direct, right, where they came out with a whole bunch of a partner direct, as they call it. So no first party stuff per se. Um, but one of the big and interesting things that came out there was like, hey, Control, which was my fucking game of the year last year, is now available on Switch as a cloud version. Yeah, very interesting, right? Yeah. So meaning that you download a client on your on your Switch, which then streams the game from another location via the cloud, as the name suggests. Now, what's interesting about this is they know that, hey, it's, it's quite a hard sell, right? It's, it's a fucking cloud game, but you're buying it. So what they've done is they've got a timed demo. I think it's like 10 minutes or so that you can actually try it out. So I tried out that timed demo and... I was so fucking impressed by it. I, I cannot tell you. It, it actually played so smooth. I could hmm. not detect any latency. The only latency that I had was not input latency. It was audio latency. And it was so minimal. And I could only tell it because when I would fire a gun, I would have the animation of firing the gun. And then I would hear the gunshot. Like ever right. so slight. Oh, okay. But like graphics wise, were- like fucking as good as it looks on a PS4. It's mad. Yeah, you, it's you mad. sort of you were shows some, and it did look really good. Like yeah. I was genuinely impressed with how good it looked. Yeah, super smooth, great game. And the the the, the other interesting thing about this is, it costs thirty five pounds to buy, right? And it's not just control; it's the control ultimate edition with the two DLCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. pretty fucking good value. Yeah, for what what I considered my game of the year of. of I guess with, with the caveat being it's a game on a ostensibly portable platform that you can only play with a presumably very solid Wi-Fi connection. Yes, so correct. You're, you're, I mean, I was yeah. I was literally playing in the same room as my router. But yeah, then right. again, like, it's fucking lockdown, dude. Where are you going? <laughs> I suppose true, also true. it is a kind of a thing, because the cloud gaming thing at the moment kind of gets me because are you going to pay for a game that you don't technically own? You still have to use the service. Yeah. But I suppose if you've got a Switch, then you could argue that you're not going to, you yeah. couldn't play a Switch game on anything but a Switch anyway. So if you've yeah. got this. You know. But I, like, I, I think I, I said to you guys in the uh, in our WhatsApp group, I said, you know what, if I could import my progress from my PC version of Control, then I'd be all over right. it so I could play the DLC. But I'm not yeah. playing that fucking campaign again. I've, I've done it. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I remember there were stories saying, well, stories, there were there was news coming out, was it last year, the year before actually, saying that Resident Evil 7 and Assassin's Creed Odyssey were available in Japan on the Switch remember, yeah. as cloud-based versions. And I was fucking right. well jealous because that sounded fucking cool. And hey, now... Yeah. 
Now controls here. Maybe maybe we'll get but those. It is funny. I feel like this is also another weird case of this almost subconscious switch bias where something being on Switch is inherently yeah. more exciting than anything else. Because things like xCloud and Stadia and whatever Amazon's thing is gonna be called whenever that's out soon. Like they it's are the same thing, I, yeah. They are the same thing and they are around and they're developed and they're established. <laughs> and for as much as they're unpopular and memeable, they work. And now it's yeah. like Whoa! It's but it's on Switch this time. It, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's the Switch gets a head start on everything just for that fact. Yeah, alone. it's totally. It, but it's, it's like, the, but it's on the Switch. It's like when um, fuck, what was it? Uh, Wolfenstein, where it's like, oh yeah, the Wolfenstein games are out on Switch, and I was like, oh, Jamie, I should probably, I should probably get that. I haven't, I haven't played those games yet. And then I, and then it dawned on me, it's like, I got a fucking PC, dude. Like, why would I want to play it on a tiny little Switch with shitty controls? Isn't it because the Switch but is kind of... It's a it's, it's really... Don't get me wrong. This is going to sound bad. The Switch is really good, but it's also kind of crappy. Oh, like, totally. It's, yeah, totally. And yeah. so when you have a good game that works well on the Switch, it's kind of surprising. So he makes you <laughs> yeah. feel like, wow, well, isn't it like, great? If in the history of handheld consoles, the Switch is the closest thing we've ever got to a home console-style experience in a handheld form factor, right? And I yeah. think there is still huge room... For as much as we're talking about next-gen consoles and how are they going to impress us, and as we'll discuss later, they're now using very different tactics than what they might have done in previous generations. The Switch is still a platform that can impress with you know visual fidelity and and the nature of the size of the games alone can be, you know, as I said, impressive. It's yeah. almost a weird thing in that with lower expectations, um, you ju- you don't have to do as much in order to for people to be um, uh, more impressed. Yeah, which like is kind of away. ridiculous. <laughs> it's like the opposite you, you, of the Spider Man thing. With lower power comes lower responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you do, and if people get more and see more, then they're more wowed. So they're like, like "Wow, this is great!" It's like if you went to a, a greasy spoon and the food was pretty good, you'd be like, "Wow!" But if you went to a, a Michelin starred restaurant and the food was very very good, you'd be annoyed that it wasn't perfect. That's the dilemma of the master chef, Alex Jones. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the, the last game that I played, fellas, was uh, again part of this uh, Nintendo partner showcase. Um, but Zelda Age of Calamity, uh, Legend of Zelda Age of Calamity, has a demo on the eShop available right now. And I played some of it. So for those who don't know, it, it it's not like a sequel to Breath of the Wild, it's a prequel. But it's not the same kind of game. It's not a Zelda game. It's more right. like it's a Dynasty Warriors game, which I think is it it's a, called a Musu Musu game. Yeah, is it is it a sequel to Hyrule Warriors, or do they do oh, they right. coexist in any way? Uh, that I do not know. All I know is that okay. it is touted as a sequel to um, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild yeah, which yeah. I'm all, off, all all down for. Right. So as far as I understand it, it's it's it's. Um, A.G., what's his fucking name? A.G. Niyomura is involved in, in kind of setting up the story and Nintendo are getting very involved with, uh, who is it? Capcom? Fuck, I'm, I'm absolutely butchering this. Um, it, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I was they, gonna, I was gonna they, say Bandai Namco, but probably not. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it, it is. Namco? I'll look it up for you, I'll look it up for you. Keep going. Look it up for me and correct me. I, I, will, I will welcome it. But they've done a really fucking good job. It's, it's a lot of fun. And the thing is, I, I don't know what happened at, at somewhere along the line, right? When I had my PS2 and I was going over to my friend's house and, and like high school and everything, and we would play Dynasty Warriors all night long and have an absolute fucking blast because Dynasty Warriors is the shit. And somewhere along the line, through the generations leading up to now, Dynasty Warriors has become a, like a bit of a fucking running joke, like a gag. 
True, true. Right. And so, but, is, so is that subgenre of whatever. I forget. Again, I also don't know exactly what it's called. It's like the Musu or Musa, whatever it's called. Yeah. Like they've but, become a bit of a, you know. But know. I can tell you, playing playing that, you know, demo, it, it's fun, dude. It's it's a hell, it's a fun fucking game. Even your dog, Jonesy, fucking agrees. Yeah, she loves it. Yeah. Um, I was I had the similar kind of thing, though, because I liked playing Dynasty Warriors back in the day, but I suppose part of the issue I had was I never really knew what was going on. I just knew I was enjoying it. Yeah, that's, so, but that's the joy of Musu games, right? Yeah, but then it, it, it's rough to sort of get pulled back in. Or when they get released, it's like, do you want to buy one? It's like, I don't really know, because I know I'm going to enjoy it for a bit, but then I'm probably going to go, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to stop playing it. So I just... But yeah, oh like, it's, it sucks that. <laughs> what, Jake? What's up? I just found Wikipedia's article on the release timeline for this like genre of games. Yeah, and it, it they churn and burn, baby. Oh yeah, big time. Um, and I think that's but, where probably the uh, the perception of them has changed, right? Oh um, uh, yeah, I mean, there. Have been, this is the third one this year. Yeah. Oh wow! Kind of somehow. There's got to be a lot of crap interesting, interesting in little gaming gaming bit of history for you. My first game on my PSP, my imported PSP, because you couldn't buy it in South Africa at the time, was a Dynasty Warriors game. There you go. Cool. It's We've gone cool. full circle. For what it's worth, for any uh, nerds out there, the developer, we were close, it's Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo, and yeah. Okay. the developer who does not just Dynasty Warriors, but they looking at this, they did like... Fire Emblem Warriors, Warriors Orochi, uh, yeah. the high, both Hyrule Warriors games, the Samurai Warriors games, the One Piece get like everything. They're called <laughs> everything a, Warrior. They're called Omega Force. Ironically, they didn't make Warriors. So they, yeah. they didn't make Warriors. Rockstar made Warriors, and the that's Warriors. a banger. And they should yeah, uh, re hashtag remake the Warriors. Get that trend. I'd be on know. board with that. That was a great game. I, know, I feel like that's the most staple YouTube comment statement I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Just go on every single gameplay video of the Warriors and goes, this game deserves a remake because that's how the game industry <laughs> yeah. works. What do you think, fellas? There was a point in time where I literally wanted to make a video essay for, I guess, ATG or whatever. You know, maybe nowadays we'd have to resurrect it under some other name. But like, it was going to be called Why Your Favourite Game Doesn't Quote Unquote Deserve a Remake. <laughs> Because it became, I, think I would became, watch that. that yeah, let's, became, fucking, let's became, make that video. It became yeah. my most frustrating YouTube comment was every single PS2 game or original Xbox game or GameCube game or N64 game, top comment under every single gameplay video and we were getting footage for sexists. Someone should remake this. <laughs> hey, the problem and, is you can, and, and, you you can know, say we, that for we any game. We were part of the though, problem right? as well because when it came time to thinking of oh, yeah. uh, lists and, and a remaster came out, it's like, hey, let's do a fucking remaster hey, list. Chris. Six six games that deserve a God of War style remake. <laughs> How many views did that do? Like it, loads. It did pretty well, yeah. We, which yeah. is the fucking like, sad God thing, of War, right? God you, of War style you, remake. You laugh at an idea and then it fucking does super good. It's like it, it the, explodes, and you're like, probably, well, fucking. That's the correlation, though. It's like the funnier an idea sounds on paper. <laughs> Like the better it's probably going to do. And I won't name names, but there were other YouTube channels we'd go on and we'd just be laughing because Ed made like a list called seven games you probably shouldn't play while your grandmother is downstairs having dinner with your father-in-law. And we'd be like, what the hell is... And it seven million views. Okay, but okay, so that was, that was a, a joke title, but I will tell you a very real title that got me every single time. Do it. I, I don't remember what number it was, but let's call seven, all right? And it was like... Seven gaming tattoos we totally get ourselves. Oh, dear. Oh, See, wow. yeah, but like, okay. 
that shit. We're playing a game like, I'm going to go it inked. <laughs> I'm getting that. I love it. That's anyway, uh, let's get into the news. To be fair, I'm looking at the channel we were taking the piss out of there, and they've, they've, they've had some decent ideas lately that actually... Uh, yeah, I think the time that we were kind of like laughing at them, they, they definitely had a different kind of... Different management or different people in charge, whatever it was, calling the shots. Seven foods in game that we would um, Wait, love to try. Is this even is this even English? <laughs> Go on. Seven ways sequels explained why you suck now. <laughs> seven ways. What? Seven ways sequels explained why you suck now. <laughs> that, I'm trying to say it with different tones. To yeah, that, that sounds like the, that Bruno Mars thing. Seven. Bruno, Bru, it's like. Is can Bruno Mars be gay? <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne or bum party. Um, seven ways sequels explained why you suck now. I don't know what that means. No, no, well, 400,000 people claim to have known <laughs> what it meant, Jonesy. That's 400,000 people that read or maybe, it. Like, yeah, maybe it's 400,000 people what saying, sequel explains what the fuck it? are they talking about? I need to click on this video and find out. Because it makes theory, sense. no theory sense. Me. But, I hey, feel like we could do a whole Patreon exclusive podcast just going through this channel and laughing. <laughs> so That's actually, that is a fucking banger of an idea, I'll tell you that much. There you go. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into some of the news uh, because otherwise we're going to be here forever. All right, so the biggest, <laughs> yeah. the biggest fucking news that uh, depending on your, your outlook on life, either absolutely <laughs> blindsided you or was as obvious as the fucking sun rising in the morning uh, <laughs> cyberpunk has been delayed again so uh, delayed to december the 10th so yeah, fellas yeah, just not long. Go, go go on this journey with me all right so 16th of april oh, that's mad that's mad when you say then delayed like to 17th of september then delayed to 19th of november now delayed to 10th of december all right. Yeah, Despite the game going for certification and quote going gold, it's kind of mad. Yeah. It is. It is kind of mad. I think when 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 they had the announcement that like, hey, we're going gold, everyone on Twitter was like, "Fuck it, your skill ups and your fucking young years." Were like, "Oh well, it's not going to get delayed anymore." Look, he's laughing now. Some uh, yeah. Polish dude. I, 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 I believed them for what it was worth. I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's it. It's done." 19th of November, it's a, the deal is sealed. Like, nothing can happen now. And look how wrong I was. Yeah. Well, I so, was surprised. I was surprised it got delayed again. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So it's it's not like the freshest news. So there's been some developments going on through all of that. Uh, but one of the initial kind of quotes was saying that this is, the game is finished and it is playable on platforms, but it they are taking the time to do more polish that will be uh, ready for a day zero patch. Now, I assume the day zero patch would be, um, I, I don't even know what a day zero patch would be. Because day one patch is you buy the game, you install a patch. I think a day zero patch is like a patch that's done and uh, certified and, and pushed so early. That onto like, the disc. No, not, not, not onto the disc, but it's so early that basically anyone who buys it like commercially will like, I don't know. I, I've I've had situations before where we've had games early, physically, yeah. like a week or two weeks before it comes out. You put the disc in, and there's a patch. I think that's day zero. Right. All right. Okay. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah that like makes a, sense. A patch that might drop a week before release date. 
and maybe like press are told to wait and and play yeah. this that and the other like yeah. I, I have a friend who was recently playing an early access game i won't say which game but he was playing a game early that's due to come out soon and he got an email basically saying hey please bear in mind we're gonna have a patch on this day and a patch on that day and consider this in your in yeah your, you know coverage i wonder if it's like that wow you uh, might even find that if you buy the digital that game, version, that game was it's already on. I should clarify that game. Was <laughs> you might, yes, you might find that if the digital version already has it in, integrated, is I guess well, could that be a thing? the thing about digital versions is you can't own a digital version without it being the latest version because you have to download yeah. it. Like exactly, yeah. Patches getting lost only applies to people who get physical versions of games and their consoles aren't connected to the internet, which yeah, regrettably sure. is still some people. Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of weird. But a lot of reports coming out saying that the PC version of the game runs fine, the next-gen versions of the game runs fine, but it's the current-gen, the PS4 and the Xbox One that are struggling, and that's what they're really kind of trying to sort out. I mean, can, I, can I give you a quote, which is what the, uh, oh, the CEO said to some investors? Please do, monsieur. Uh, so this was from Adam uh, Kaczynski. Um, and he said, the game is ready for the PC and runs great on the next-gen consoles and could be shipped on the scheduled date on those platforms. However, even though the game has been certified on the current gens by both Sony and Microsoft, some very final optimization processes for such a massive and complex game require a bit of additional time. So Yeah, um, I, I, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because all, all of the stuff that they've had recently with their crunch... And uh, you know the uh, forced overtime, etc. And now this, and you, you know they're beginning a lot of death threats and everything. It, it just doesn't seem <laughs> just like throw that in there. Well, they're getting a lot of death threats. It's yeah, that noise. It's, 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 it's twenty like twenty. It's just like a really fucking rough time for these dudes that are just trying to get out the best game that they can get out. And yeah. there's also and, there's also a thing here, right? Because they've said it they've said it works fine on PC and next gen, and they're saying it needs optimizing, and Sony and Microsoft have signed it off. But to me, that suggests that they just don't want to get into a position whereby a load of people pick that game up on day one and have a negative experience in the first however long. Like even if it is down to frame rate issues or whatever, they need they just want to do some more to that game to make you, it. You work almost better. Uh, dude, it, it's it's one of the like biggest releases for a very long time. Exactly, and I can understand yeah. the pressure is like they're feeling it. And obviously they're feeling very precious about the game. It's like they worked on it for so long. They, they you know, yeah. really clearly believe in it and love it. So I can understand wanting to release the best version that they could possibly do. But you there is get- a point, there is a point, right? Where it's like, we know as editors, it, you can edit something and have a complete and perfectly fine edit in like, let's say five days. And you could take another five days to refine it, but that doesn't, like, you can always have more time, but it, there needs to be a point where you put a pin in it and say, just, yeah. just, let it, just let it go out there, you know? But having said that, I think, you know what, if, if they say that they want the extra time to polish it, then what I'm thinking to myself is like, the game needs polishing then, and I don't want to play it in an unpolished state, so fucking take, take the time you need, because... I want that game to be an exceptional experience for me for, from the word go. Yeah, same. Um, and I know, I know the internet might not see it the same way as you or I, Chris, but yeah. my reaction to this delay and honestly, almost any delay with this game in particular would just be like, yeah, fine. 
I don't want to be disappointed by Cyberpunk. I want it to be everything I hope it's going to be and and do your thing. So look, people see these situations differently. Some people get, get, got pissed off. I personally don't relate to that. I don't understand it. Like you guys will vouch for me that my first reaction to this was finding it funny. Like I was yeah. laughing in, in the group <laughs> chat because I was like, this is fucking crazy. But like the, <laughs> the, the kind of the death threat people, I... I don't it's, understand at all. It's the, mental, the, dude. The, so, the, pre, the, the, pre, the pre-order cancel people are not as bad as the death threat people, but even then I'm kind of like, really? Yeah, what's you, the difference? Yeah, like, this what? is the thing. So on, you're, on you're, hurting, t- you're, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. You're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. I, I said it on my Twitter. I was like, so I retweeted the, um, the announcement from CD Projekt Red, and I just said, like, what's 21 days between friends? You know, it's a bit of a jokey fucking quip, but it, it, it's it's true. Like, what what difference is 21 days? What's that, three weeks? What difference is three weeks gonna gonna do to you? What difference is six months gonna make? We're talking about playing a video game. Like, I see, I, I don't know. Like, if, they, if they'd have come out now and said, there's a three month delay, it's not coming out until like early 2021, I would have been like... I, w- I would have felt some stuff. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been like sending death threats or, yeah, or tweets. I, would I would you have, would you have been quote unquote angry at them? No, 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 not angry. No. I, would I would you have, have been, deleted your pre-order? No. Would you have no. threatened yeah. anyone? No. I, I think like, everyone is perfectly within their rights to get disappointed by any kind of a delay, whether Agreed. it's twenty-one days or whether it's fucking twenty-one months. But if you, I'm kind of glad. This is. I'm, I'm a little bit more than disappointed. Then, you know, you need yeah. to like reflect on they, yourself. Really, when they when they delayed James Bond again, my feeling was disappointment. Why? Because yeah. I was looking forward to watching James Bond. I don't think. Well, now I'm never watching James Bond, no matter what it comes out, because they don't deserve my money anymore. <laughs> it's like you're 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 like what? what? I don't I don't I, I can't engage with that way of thinking personally. Yeah. I, w- I was going to, I mean, I'm lucky, I suppose, that I was going to be in a position um, come sort of the release date, that, excuse me, the 19th of November, that I was going to be in a position whereby I had a PlayStation 5, I had Miles Morales, um, I had a- other things that I wanted to play, and I was fit- I was right. kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Oh, like, totally, dude. Like, like if back. anything, too, this gives you, too this much gives to you play. time to play other games. Uh, fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla spells. releases, what, like on the 10th or something? So, uh, 10th of November. So there's time to play loads of games the next gen delve into those and then you know what fucking when it's fucking properly baked yeah i I reckon ubisoft ubisoft are rubbing their hands together like when that announcement came up going people are gonna buy watch dogs get in was fucking wiping the sweat (laughs) of his brain (laughs) it it, it works for them i I still i still think there's an issue of we're looking at like a one to one and a half month period of watch dogs assassin's creed uh, Cyberpunk, Spider Man, you know, Immortals, whatever is Demon your bag. Souls, like, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I'm specifically saying open world games. Oh right. So if yeah. the idea of going around an open world is like, we're still looking at the prospect of playing Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, S- Spider Man, and Cyberpunk almost back to back to back to back. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what <laughs> what sits in the middle of that? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just, just, we'll just think, more we'll among us. If Twitch is anything to go by, but yeah, more among us, sure. <laughs> um, but here, here's a nice little, uh, a funny way to end this kind of news segment. Yeah, Path of Exile, the um, action RPG game, like a Diablo style free to play uh, game. They've delayed their latest patch until January. 
I think it was going to come out at like the, the same time in December <laughs> as Cyberpunk. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just delaying. So you guys don't have to choose between these two games. <laughs> I, I think that was quite a, yeah. quite a cheeky it's way. It's funny. Of kind of like- they give, they're giving themselves a little bit more of a pat on the back. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many people pick a POE as good as it is um, over <laughs> Cyberpunk, but... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's I like that. It's, it's a it's nice funny. touch. It's funny. It's a nice way to kind of attach yourself to that new cycle, I think, and yeah. you know, and and at the same time, probably give themselves a little bit more breathing room as well. Yeah. Oh, what, do, what 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 day does Cyberpunk come out? Because we always record these on a Thursday, and it will be funny if like we're going to record it that be recording the day before we've all played it, and then the uh, next it's week- Thursday. It's Thursday the tenth. Is it? 10th. Is it really Thursday the tenth? Yeah. First so we're going to all have have been like staying up from midnight on the Wednesday playing and we'll come in <laughs> and say, what have we done with our day? All right, Leary-eyed. well, look, we, 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 we upload on YouTube and, and podcasting platforms on a Friday. So we'll just record on the Friday morning and just race through it. And then that gives us like nonstop <laughs> from like midnight, like, you know, all of Thursday, the entirety of Thursday from, <laughs> from fucking midnight to midnight. We just... Absolutely cane it. Yeah. I have to start coming up with some excuses for why. I, I've been work. telling my wife, I've been prepping her, I've been saying like, listen, you're going to be a cyberpunk <laughs> widow for like about three months at least. So just oh, yeah. prepare yourself. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to eat, eat supper and then you're on your own. Like that's it. Which, now, now she's realizing that that includes Christmas and New Year's. And she's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a situation for the first time, almost in the whole calendar year, I'm working for someone who, so everyone I've worked for so far this year has either had a very real understanding of my relationship with video games or has shared a similar relationship with video games themselves. Yeah. And for the first time, I don't know where I stand with that stuff. <laughs> so the whole next few months is going to be a minefield. Like, am I going to be able to take PS5 launch day off? Or like, I don't know how that stuff well, works Well, it is, it is, can I say one thing? It is mad to me that Jonesy has played Watch Dogs Legion and you haven't. Oh yeah, that's. Mad. I mean, that's I was I was editing until four a.m. last night for reasons we don't need to go into, but <laughs> it's uh, it's all for it's all for a good cause, right? It's do you know what? It's the reason I'm going to be able, hopefully, to put that gigantic <laughs> fucking box of a machine yeah, under well, my TV. Like, like I said to you guys on, on chat, I don't even have a fucking pre-order. And the the longer it fucking takes and the, the longer I don't have a fucking source of income, I, I ain't getting a PS, PS5. And you know what? If fucking CD Projekt Red keep on delaying Cyberpunk, I'm not going to have any money to play <laughs> Cyberpunk either. So. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll sell the controller that Jonesy buys me and use it to buy you a copy of Cyberpunk. Oh, How now that? That, that is fucking outstanding, dude. That's yes. friendship. That's yeah, friendship well, right the goodness there. of my heart. Well, listen, speaking of the DualSense controller, there's uh, a whole bunch of PS5 info on... Uh, the unboxing, the experience of the PS5, the DualSense controller itself, all of that has been lifted. And uh, pe- people are pretty pretty fucking sold on this DualSense, aren't they? Yeah, that seems to be the big takeaway, right, of the preview coverage, because we're not, we're, they're not allowed to go you know, all out on a free-for-all of the UI yet or yeah. any other PS5 titles. It seems like the big takeaway from this round of previews with Sony are very heavily controlling there's a lot of emphasis, as you said, Chris, on the dual sense and more specifically how it works within 
a game called Astro's Playroom, which yeah. is the game that's packed in and pre-installed on every yeah. single PS5. It's like, it's like the Wii Sports of the PS5. Exactly. It's the, hey, play this game that's probably a couple of hours long to get an idea of exactly what this controller can do. And people seem like they're really fucking impressed, which is encouraging. Yeah, well, people have been uh, taunting it as a game changer and as the only next-gen controller, which I have an issue with because have they have they tried HD Rumble? Oh, Chris, anyway. don't worry. We, we, we put, oh, read, scroll down. We've got a quote for that. I picked out four quotes um, for, for people describing this controller. The last one is kind of a joke, but it's a joke playing on the joke that you just made. All right, there we go. All right, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. But so the DualSense controller, it's all, it's all kind of like USP. Is It's got haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Um, and the combination of those two are meant to do something like really fucking impressive. So we spoke about before on the podcast where on NBA 2K, uh, the more tired your, your NBA player is, the more resistance you get on your, on your triggers. Right. And, um, like, like small things like that. Uh, I think it's in COD. It's more like the recoil of the guns. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it seems a, a, very here's cool. Here's a good, a good example is pulling, a drawing a bow. I've heard he uses an example a lot. Yeah. If you imagine the way a bow almost tightens the further you pull it back. Yeah, and, and uh, it starts yeah. like jiggling and giving you that fucking, you know, that, yeah. that, that quiver. Um, but yeah, people are really fucking sold on it. Um, Jason Schreier says, feels more next gen than any graphical improvements, which, you know, I, I can understand that. Um, that sentiment graphics is always like a known graphics and, and frame rate like you know about it but as soon as you yeah. got something in your hands that's more tactile that you haven't felt before and you're like fuck that's fucking cool right yeah um, i think the graphical thing we'd already said was the problem they've got nowadays with graphical is it's harder and harder to make graphical improvements because the returns again yeah. more yeah. and more nuanced and yeah. so you need to show off in other areas and one of the places they can do that is with peripherals yeah and it's about time that they they sort of had a next gen peripheral if you like yeah and oh fuck are they going hard on the fucking peripherals boys Oh, here's a fucking 3D headset. Here's the fucking cool-looking webcam. Hey, it's, like, okay. it's all money, baby. Go on any website right now. That headset, that camera, those controllers, those things are sold out. Yeah, it's fucking mad. Boys, am I ever gonna? Am I gonna get a fucking PlayStation Five? Of course, you, of course, you are. At some point. Oh, would you say this year? Um, sorry, uh, yeah, in, the, in the future. Yes, yeah, in a few years' are. time. Sure. Well, I mean, there's there's a statistic. Jim Ryan, who's kind of, I guess, the de facto. Yeah. He's one of the heads of PlayStation now. He came out and talked about the PS5 pre-orders, and I believe the statistic that they're touting at the moment is they sold as many PS5 pre-orders yeah. in the first 12 hours that pre-orders were open as they sold in the first 12 weeks of pre-orders being open for the PS4. Yeah. Which, obviously, look, we, there's, there's weird manufacturing stuff, but assuming that's not a lie, than, or an exaggeration or some kind of weird mumbo-jumbo, then that's... Well, I, I wonder. Remarkable. I wonder if. I wonder if when he talks about the pre-orders, he's also talking about outlets pre-ordering their allocation. Right, because there, there must be something where as soon as outlets saw what was going on, they went right back. Well, like give us more now. Must I, have been, but yeah, I do sure. worry, and I, I shouldn't say this in your in your presence, Chris, but there is a part of me that worries. <laughs> being as we are now, I think two weeks out from the U.S. launch and three yeah. weeks out from the U, uh, the European launch. Yeah. U.S., two weeks out from U.S. and everywhere else, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then us Europeans are waiting. I feel like the chances of you, the chances of people who didn't get a pre-order getting one before Christmas 
gets slimmer with each passing week, I'll say. Well, like I keep uh, waiting uh, for the waves, uh, UK retailers at least, and they just don't come. There won't be one. I will tell you that I was reading an article that was quoting, it was definitely John Lewis, and then I wonder if it was, might have been Argos. Argos, yeah. And they said that their next wave is on day of release. Yeah. Okay. That they but that's interesting because that means day of release. They officially said that. So they're basically they're saying is don't expect a wave three. The next wave is just released. Would you would but you, you know, go sorry, Jones, so you can go for it. I was just going to say, like, that to me, it might be a little bit of a better way of doing it in the sense that you'll have loads of pre, like, you know, 12, in the first 12 hours, there are as many pre orders as, like they said, in the t- first 12 weeks of the PS4. So, in some sense, I think if you walk in on day one, there's going to be loads of people that have already pre ordered, but then they have a new allocation. So, actually, it might work out quite well. In yeah. The, you, yeah, you might have to physically go down there, but actually, you might be able to get your hands on one. Yeah, which maybe. Is not a bad would way you, of and, doing it. And I think that's what that's what Jamie was about to ask me. Would, would I go and wait? Yeah, well, I, I, could, I could see you doing like a, a cheeky like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. John Lewis visit just to see if there's a chance. Oh, yeah. The, the thing is, you, you wouldn't want to like go to a John Lewis or something. You, know, you want to go to like... A, no, you a, want to a, go a, to the ones that nowhere, nowhere else is going. Exactly. You, but you also want to go to a reputable place. So it's, it's almost like a balancing act. I will tell you this much. If... If it comes time and I actually have enough disposable income to buy one and get in a queue, then I will certainly try. But at the moment, it's looking unlikely. Anyway. I don't know if you boys are the same as this, but I am a little bit like... So I found it difficult to get the pre-order. So I actually had to go to my local game and I went in and I paid the money yeah. and I have the receipts that say like, I've oh, got the you've receipts. got your pre-order. I've got the receipt. But I I, <laughs> I feel apprehensive about the fact of when I go down. So I have to go down um, within two days of release uh, and right. produce the receipts and then get the game. Dude, you're going to have to go there file. like fucking crack a, door, crack a door as well. No, I'm not because you have two days, right? This, well, yeah, this but what's going to happen like, is... Because your worry is you're going to say is you're going to get there and they're going to say we don't have any units. Exactly. That's so exactly that's why right you do have to be just like the same. You have to be there in queue with me. <laughs> I got you. Just to yeah, get I your feel like I kind of do. Unit, like, I feel like I kind of do. Yeah, it's mad. And, which is stupid because I've because. But do you, know what, do you know what really worries me about that is that I I we talked about this before, but I remember the um, when games screwed up with the pre-orders of the special edition. Um, for Fallout 4 and I got a Pip-Boy even though they were sold out because on the day of release the game realised they'd screwed up their pre-orders and then they were just selling them to anyone who wanted one Yeah. and so in the back of my mind I'm like I've only I haven't paid the full amount for the PlayStation 5 so yeah. are they just am I going to turn up they're going to give me my money back <laughs> the 20 quid that oh. I put down as a deposit and then go yeah sorry mate we all got messed up we, there's none available we did that all the time at Blockbuster where like we had a pre-order system but our, our actual physical system, the computer system, didn't keep track of that stuff. So when people pre-ordered stuff, uh, we'd get games in early, and you would know, like, okay, our box of Uncharted 3s just came in. Three of them are pre-orders. You just put them on a different shelf with a piece of paper wrapped around them saying pre-orders <laughs> and hope oh, people ignore them. But then you get a new hire that would just be like, oh, yeah, we, I can sell you this. And inevitably you get to the point where all your pre-orders get sold to people coming in. <laughs> and you just have to very hard to look people in the eye and say that game you pre-ordered got sold to someone else. Jesus, yeah. Do you, did you ever have it that someone who worked there who wanted it and hadn't pre-ordered it bought it? And got it from a pre-order bundle. Like no, there were really weird rules around games specifically, uh, and what we couldn't couldn't do. Um, 
basically Blockbuster when I worked there was all still very heavily movie focused. I think a lot of people know about the thing of Blockbuster employees get free rentals, but not just that, you have to use them, otherwise you start to lose your privileges to encourage <laughs> you to almost be in the know on your movies. Games were right. the opposite where we could rent games for free but not in the first 3 weeks after they were released so oh, wow, new, right. yeah. so if you want if you're a blockbuster employee and you wanted to play a game after it came out you could play you could only play it by buying it yourself where you'd still get your employee discount but then yeah so i guess theoretically you could on the day a game came out sell yourself a copy that someone else pre-ordered but that would just be you choosing to fuck someone over it's kind of harsh it happens, know. man. It happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we also we had a manager that didn't care, and by the end that you didn't care. I still remember like lying, up lying to people's faces when they came in, and they were like, "Can can you buy like a peer, an old PS3 off me?" Of course, the answer is yes, but I couldn't be bothered to <laughs> process like, it. Uh, yeah, to process it and test it. And that shit. So I was like, "No, we don't take those. <laughs> Send people away." Wow. You just did whatever you wanted. Like, if they're going to put me in that shop on my own, I'm going to rule the roost. Like, I've told yeah. the story the time, but the, 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 before, but, like, the time I needed a shit. So it was like, <laughs> if you're going to put me in here on my own, this is the way it's going to work. Middle of the day, I walked up, I locked the front door, and Blockbuster <laughs> was open with a locked door for, like, half an hour because I was like, I'm taking a dump. I, I, I love it. Jamie nice is like by the sound of it. There were confused hour. people outside, like looking through the glass. Like, what's going? It's open. It's like Clark's. It's like yeah. the beginning of Clark's where the video shop uh, is locked, and there's people just being like, "I just want to hire a videotape," and yeah. he's just there having a chat. Next no door. idea why they went out of business. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Anyway, back to the controller that uh, Josie's going to buy, Jamie. Now, this <laughs> is already. I pre-ordered it on the day that I got the PlayStation Five pre-order. Nice. The, I'm not the, actually going to take that controller from you. So. Why? I don't want it. It's not. It doesn't feel right. We can talk about this off camera. I'm not actually going to take sixty pounds worth of controller out of your hands. That's mental. <laughs> even between friends and even with a bet, I'm not doing it. Maybe, maybe we. Can, maybe we. Can, maybe we give it away. Whatever Josie wants to do, you can buy me a, a drink when we're next allowed to. Oh, spicy. I don't I know about that because what if I win a bet in the future and it's something much better and then oh then there's a precedent been set. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie owes me like a Jamie owes me a friggin' Tesla well, and, and, and yeah, he's like he'll give you two drinks. <laughs> yeah, I just buy I just buy buy a couple of drinks, right? I'm like I want the fucking Tesla. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, back, back to the back to the controller, no, fellas. So th this is an interesting that I've started to notice. Okay, so so Jamie, you 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 sourced these quotes for us. Okay, so this one comes from Mike Williams of US Gamer. Uh, wild, the first time a trigger fights you, you'll believe. Now, <laughs> it sounds, that's a so, great it sounds so corny when it's on its own. Like that. Right, but what's interesting is I must have seen about three or four other people use the word wild, right? And we know that when, when you start to see those kind of patterns, it's like, oh. hey, you got a fucking press pack. And the press pack was like, you should say that this controller is wild. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, they I think, put I certain think words in. You've got to fucking Jeff Keighley called it wild as well. I'm, I might do a Like, Google how many people now. are going to be calling this fucking wild, wild right? You, but you say that. Like, he said, the first time a trigger fights you, I don't want a trigger to fight me. If, I'm, if I've got to make a, a shot in Warzone <laughs> and I pull the trigger, and then as I go to pull it, the, the trigger grabs my finger and starts going, <laughs> I'm like, Get off. Okay. Every Make time you can Hey, shot. I'll tell you what, it, it, it'll be good for me Why? because then I can kind of say, oh, it's not my crap usage of a controller. It's the fucking <laughs> adaptive triggers pulling me away all the time. Yeah. It definitely must have been in some kind of press release. Right? Because, How many are you um, finding? 
a lot. So the, the Verge referred to it as wild. Den of Geek <laughs> referred to it as wild. Um, there's getting some mixed up here because people are referring to it being quote unquote out in the wild. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm uh, pretty sure 24 the wild as well. A bit wild. Uh, I think polishnews.co.uk might have called it wild. Oh, so, so polishnews.co.uk. Gfinity G, G, G Esports called it wild. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get clever with it, though. You need to add different things to make, to use wild, but express what you want. So you could go, it's wet and wild. It's, it's wet um, and wild. You know, yeah. 18 uni- plus it's, wild. It's a, it's a wild beast. Personality. It's wildly terrible. I don't know. You'll have to like just add the, uh, the Twitter account PS5 only. Oh. What do they cover? Jeff Bacalar of CNET fame. Oh, yeah. He was the guy who accidentally uh, made everyone think the Xbox Series X was the world's hottest. Uh, yeah, console. good job. <laughs> but hey, I'll tell you what, this controller is fucking wild. Anyway, wild so do you know what? So, like, <laughs> wild is definitely a good word to, word to use because you know what? I didn't expect that this happen this week. That one of the most exciting things for me about day one of the PS5 would be putting a dual sense in my hands and playing Astro's Playroom. And now it is. Now I want to play that yeah. game. I want to feel the Astrobot's feet pitter patter on the sand. <laughs> I want to feel what that haptic feedback is like. I want to feel that trigger, you know, tighten as I pull the ropes out of the sand. All that shit he does. Like this was a very clever way of give, putting. First of all, putting consoles in people's hands, but you know constructing the narrative of what they were allowed to discuss. Yeah. yeah Very clever for sure. from Sony. All right. So uh, moving, moving back to the... worked. <laughs> moving back to the quotes, uh, John Linneman of Digital Foundry said, the level of precision and possible variations is simply unreal. unreal. He missed the trick there because he should have just said simply wild. Um, <laughs> Jeff Gersman I've of Giant... <laughs> Jeff Gersman I've of always Giant found the, uh, the, the what? DualShock 4 as being really imprecise. <laughs> Something that's always bothered me about the uh, no, you see th- the, DualShock the, 4. It's a very imprecise controller. I, I think he's he's talking specifically about the haptics there because yeah. there's stuff like, I don't know, I was watching someone playing that Astro's thing and Astro was walking on sand and the person I was watching playing said, this is going to sound crazy, but if I were to describe the way the haptics feel when he's walking on sand as opposed to like metal, yeah. it feels grainy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's how like intricate people are saying this happened. We shouldn't get too excited. Like this stuff has been overhyped before. I still remember Red Dead Redemption 2's preview cycle, everyone being like, This is like this is gonna change the face of games. There's never been an open Yeah, it was like, like Oh, the before. horse's balls go up when it's fucking cold. Yeah. If you turn off the, the mini NPCs no. will give you directions rather than giving you wave. And it turns out it was like it's a really solid open world, but like you guys were kind of losing your minds a bit too early. <laughs> I I would love it if someone if they came out like Xbox came out and they they'd come up with Cortana's playroom. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> you, you have to like do stuff to oh feel our haptic feedback. Like yeah. what are they going to put in there? Jiggle, you, can feel, you can feel up Cortana and um, <laughs> the new Christ. Xbox controller. Oh, all right, Series JT. X day it's one. A bit, it's a bit rapey now. All right, just Series down. X. Hey man, it's her playroom. She wants it. <laughs> uh, more like more like Series XXX. Am I right? It's, wow. it's all about consent, Chris. If, it's, if it, she's it, into it, it, it is it's indeed. Fine. That's why. That's why you got to go through like twelve pages of uh, end user agreements before you can get into a play playground. Um, but anyway, into the, her the, playground. <laughs> whatever the the last quote there and this is what you were saying jamie jeff gersman from giant bomb says if the switch had hd rumble then i guess this this is ultra hd rumble right guys wow i get what he means i get what he means but this is where the 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 cynic in me comes out right but clearly the so they've actually released a list of games uh, and saying 
which games utilize either the um, adaptive triggers or the haptic feedback or both or neither, as it were, on all the like launch titles and third-party titles on the PS5. So that's really cool that they've done that because that's something that Nintendo didn't do. But the, the cynic in me says Nintendo on the Switch has this amazing technology of HD rumble where it can literally... It is cool, dude. It is cool if you if you played one two switch. Okay. Like I I th- I think I'm I think I'm doing this thing with my head because of what you're about to say, not not what you're saying right now. Like we actually agree. Yeah, it is cool, but yeah, it, but this is the thing. It's a big but, right? It's very very cool, and it's the same thing that like the infrared scanner on on the um on one of the Joy Cons. It's cool, but there is no games utilizing it whatsoever. Now, obviously, like I, like I prefaced, PlayStation doesn't seem to be going that route of having this technology in there for the sake of just having it and then not utilizing it because they've released a list of games and saying, this is how it'll be. It seems to be very core and integral to what they consider to be the next gen of the PS5, whereas Nintendo never really had seemingly had a plan for HD Rumble. I mean, their first party games don't even utilize it. So it's like, What's the fucking point? It is weird though, because the last time Sony got all, um, all hot under the collar about something like this it was like the touchpad um, when they were like, "Oh, you can use the touchpad on the, uh, the DualShock Four, and you can you can do this, and you can do." St-. And it was like, okay, some games utilized it in some ways, <laughs> yeah. but no one really uses it. You can strum a guitar on it. Oh, okay, you can use it to write on the um, you know in the UI, but no one really did it. I mean, can I, can I tell you the, the, one of the worst parts of fucking The Last of Us Part Two. Is fucking thumbing <laughs> that that touchpad to play a hard hard disagree. I thought the guitar playing in The Last of Us Two is actually kind of sick. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm being totally real. Fair yeah, enough. Um, I, you guys are absolutely right. You guys are absolutely right. It but I, I just want because Six sorry. Axis. When the, I was just going to mention oh. that as well. Because say the, the, say, say the name of the game, a, Jonesy. Say the name of the game. I, don't, I wasn't going to mention it. Begins with an L. Yeah. My, my, Famous my, for using the Six Axis. My what? Oh, Lair. 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 No, say, say it how Lair. you'd say it, Jonesy. Lair. No, I say Lair. I'll say Lair. Lair. Um, Lair. But that, that was a thing that, like, they, I swear they talked about that up before it came out as well, and everyone was going, oh, it's so natural that you can lean out of corners with the six, <laughs> and you can lean and lean. Do you know what? It was in about yeah, three or hold, four games that I played. It was well annoying. But hold on, Jonesy. To, never used it ever to, to their credit, what were they meant to do? They they were in a patent dispute for the fucking DualShock uh, motors and they couldn't release a fucking DualShock controller so of course they had to release something and they had to hype it because they needed to yeah. get people on board but then to me that just suggests like let's let's wait and see with this controller rather than getting so bent out of shape yeah. than everyone seems Jersey, to get can I, just, you know. can I just tell you one thing though alright because you are busy shitting on the 6-axis controller I'm not no, I'm, no, not, but, I'm but just listen, saying listen, it was kind of useless multiple people respected people within the industry have been quoted as calling it wild okay <laughs> Wild. I actually, I actually, yeah, I've read some quotes from people about the six-axis controller. They said it feels more next-gen than any graphical improvements. Uh, the level of precision and possible variations is simply unreal. Right, but but look, look then again, will, okay, I, on, the, on the flip side of all the cynicism, you can say if they get this right, it could properly be a game changer. Yeah, and, and one thing I will say is like points about the touchpad 
and six axis are 100% legitimate. But one thing that's cool about the triggers and the rumble is they are not additions to a controller that could be made yeah. redundant. They're not they optional. are things that intrinsic to the way we interact with controllers already yeah. that are then are now being enhanced. Did Nintendo do that with HD rumble? and then slowly wean away from it as it sort of wasn't supported even by themselves later down the line. Yes, of course. Like, this has to be supported. But it's still putting the cynicism to the one side. For as much as games journalism gets dunked on a lot nowadays, there are still people in the press that I admire and I listen to, and I, when they say it, I take it at face value, who have been impressed by this. And that's... The, it, it, it's exciting in so much as what's possible in the future. But yeah. I do agree that we need to wait before we can say with anything, anything definitive, you know? Yeah, just temporary expectations. Also, the, the other side of it, like, yeah, it sounds cool that the, the triggers, it's like Jonesy was saying, the triggers are going to fight you if you're playing NBA 2K and your guy's getting tired, and it's going to be harder to pull those fucking triggers. At the end of the, like, you'll, you know what it is? It's the fucking 3DS effect, right? Where it's like, yeah, this is fucking cool. This is cool. It's in 3D. I'm, uh, oh, I don't I need glasses yeah, with 3D. Yeah. And then eventually just like slide that slide all off. the way down. And the PlayStation 5 is <laughs> going to go off. into the menus yeah. and fucking take away adaptive fucking triggers because it's yeah. a fucking ball, eh? Yeah. Plus, and some, you, oh, sorry, Jamie. Oh, no, as you can say, the, the, the death knell for anything like this is often, for me, is going to be what happens in the actual, um, when it comes to things like esports tournament play like if you have a game like came out like overwatch like another massive sort of arena shooter and people are getting annoyed by the fact that the the adaptive triggers involved and they want to make quicker shots and they want to do you know like fast kills on people they'll just turn that shit off and then people will go like well the pros don't use it because they can make quicker <laughs> headshots when they don't have it on and they'll just switch it yeah. off yeah but that already and happens like you look at the way people play call of duty it's like well the most efficient way of doing it is you know turning it down to medium textures remove all anti-aliasing <laughs> remove all yeah, shadows yeah. Turn off turn off film grain get rid of uh, motion blur and blah 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 blah. then you'll be you know you'll be a cool g pro <laughs> but, but then, do you know what though no but it goes it goes to the lower levels now because the first few times chris and i played war uh, Warzone with you you're like oh look at these noobs using any gun except for the um the freaking what is it the m4a1 oh, i can't believe you've got a scar what are you a moron <laughs> have you never read a forum about that you should not be using any weapons except and like list three guns you're allowed to use according to yeah Jamie. in the meantime we hadn't there's fucking a, unlocked any of there's there's and that's lot, not there's, it's there's not exactly than, pro there's, league there's plenty, is it? there's plenty of viable AR options. The Kilo is viable, the M13 is viable, in the right hands the M4 and the Grau are viable. I won't judge you if you still, you know, run a brewing or something weird like that. Jonesy, there are options. There are options. So I think in the same way there'll be like people who say, have you have you got rumble on? Have you or have you whatever yeah. it's called? Have you got the adaptive triggers on? Have you got adaptive triggers? Oh, get the shit off. Do you know what, though? Chris is the person who really scared me. For some reason, when you were talking, Chris, about fighting with your triggers again, using that terminology, yeah. I just had the horrible, horrible realisation that at some point, this generation, we're going to find out what fucking Hideo Kojima's going to do with this shit, and it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> oh, oh, you've actually... Okay, you saying that, and then thinking about that I just played Devotion, and that is inspired by PT. Imagine, like, you're playing a game, like a horror game, and you're holding the triggers, and then you feel something crawl over your finger. Ooh, fuck that. Fuck no, that. no, that's when you... That would freak... Oh, no. That next, would be horrible. Next, no. there'll be a Sense 2 with a fan at the front that blows wind in your face like Shrek 4D. <laughs> yeah, and then the DualSense... The, the, uh, the dual sense six axis will just be a fucking a, a butt plug. Yeah. Now you can <laughs> yeah. get fucked by Norman Reedus. 
you've got to put this on your cock and this in your ass and this on each nipple and now you're going to play the game. Yeah. And it's a, it's an experience that Jeff Keighley quote, was quoted as saying is wild. It's wild. <laughs> Mr. Kojima, are you here? <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, so uh, rounding off the, uh, the PlayStation 5 news, there's a bunch of software as there's news, I guess. So Destruction All-Stars, which was a uh, PS5 game or... I don't think it was exclusive to PS5, but it was uh, certainly next-gen. Um, and that's been delayed until February. Maybe it was a PS exclusive. I think, it might, I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Okay, so it's been delayed until February, but it's now become a PS Plus title in the process. So free for people paying for PS Plus. So that's cool. Smart move. Smart move. And a, a, another smart move on PS Plus, even though I don't fucking understand it, Bug Snacks, the... Uh, for some reason, the game that people are going absolutely fucking wild about because it had some kind of a fucking Kero Kero Benito fucking <laughs> song attached to the trailer and people are fucking jizzing out of their earlobes for it. Uh, but that's been um, announced as a PS Plus title for November alongside uh, Shadow of War and Hollow Knight. So PS4 games and PS5. Because that's this interesting thing though, right? Because they got to keep PS Plus games going for people that don't get the PS5. But at the same time, they still need to have an incentive for PS5 players. Well, interestingly right. you mentioned that, I guess because of the Game Pass emphasis that they're doing on their side. Or the PS Plus announced, No, I was going to say Xbox have announced their Games with Gold for November. And oh, yeah. I guess because there aren't really any titles that fit the bill, there is no Xbox Series X benefit for November Games with Gold. Because, like, what game would you pick? Like, not trying to cool out Microsoft, but yeah, what, yeah. what do they have? Like, unless they spent, like, fucking tens of millions of dollars on, like, getting the medium or one of those <laughs> style games and got... But, like, Bug Snacks, I didn't expect them to get it, but fair play. And that, I, yeah. I want to say it's free for, like, a couple of months as well on PS Plus. I don't think it's, like, just the month of... Oh, wow, either, okay. It's, well, it's, okay. It's either Destruction All-Stars... Or bug snacks, one or the other. I can't yeah. remember which one. When it comes out on PS Plus, it'll be you can grab it at like any time across two. Or but three it's months. also this weird thing, right? So if you got a PS4, yeah, will they? Yeah, almost has to be right. So because if you've got a PS4, and let's say I'm I'm not going to get a PS5 until January, but I yeah. want bug snacks along with my fucking PS Plus. Yeah, will I be able to download it and and like so, purchase it into my basket? My understanding is this. Bug Snacks is a game that is on PS4 and PS5. Okay. But the version that's going to be in PlayStation Plus in November is just the PS5 version. So, Chris, I think you'll be able oh, to right. add it to your library, but you won't be able to play the PS4 version just because you quote unquote own Bug Snacks. Right. You only okay. own the PS5 version. So, it's like it's not reverse backwards compatible. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not forwards compatible, I guess. I don't. Okay. That said, it was weird because it's a fine way to do it, and it's a way it's a way or some, of incentivizing and giving little bonuses for buying the PlayStation Five. But at the same time, it, it, it seems a little weird. But you can see why they're doing it, right? You can see they, why I they're mean, trying to they're give it. Calling it a bonus. They ha- well, they have to, right? They have to do something. They need to, yeah. Well, sure. they, they even called it a bonus game. I want to say in their wording for PS Plus stuff. Right. So there's definitely this feeling of like, hey, I bet you didn't expect to get a free PS Five ass PS Five game like day one, and I guess. I mean, There's, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not bad way of looking at it because you're getting three games instead of two, right? Well, like, I mean, if we go through all in on this new story, you're getting a lot more than three games <laughs> with the PS Plus collection. You, it's fucking which, mad. Yeah, how do you guys read about this? So, like, yeah. have you read them describe it? 
Yes. It were, but, we, yeah, we, we covered but, it before. Break it down for us, Jamie. Well, we did cover it before, Jersey. You're right. But I guess I don't know if I wasn't being, if I wasn't on the ball that night or if I didn't read the press release right. But this is a, a far more all encompassing thing than I thought it would be. So the PS Plus collection is a collection of PS4 games, uh, a lot of them first party, but some of them third party as well, yeah. that are essentially added to PlayStation Plus in time for whenever the console, the PS5, I should say, launches in your region, so either the 12th or the 19th, that work the same as any other PlayStation Plus game. So you buy it, essentially add it to your library, and you own it for as long as you continue to have that membership. But you look at the games, it's like, like I'm just going to read them all because there's, there's, there's only 20. Yeah, right off Blood, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, Monster Hunter World, MKX, Persona 5, and Resi 7. Those are like hefty games. And if you have those, played- those are the games of the fucking those, PS4 exactly. generation. All of them will be uh, have increased loading speed and improved on more fables. Can I do that whole sentence again? Oh, well, hold on. First <laughs> yeah, off, go for it. First off, so you're, you're blurring your speech. Are you, is your face feeling hot? Can you lift no. your arms above your head? <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> oh, but it's, okay, you some, know what? Some... It's important to check. Fact. You always got to check. Face... You know, your friend oh, no, could fast. be having a stroke. Just yep. don't make jokes about it. Just check. Face, arm, speech, time, fast. Yeah. Remember it, folks. So the sentence actually is, all of these games on the PlayStation Plus collection can be played on the PS5 console and will see benefits such as increased loading speed and improved or more stable frame rates with PS5's boost mode or game boost. But the, I guess the thing that I missed is that these work the same as other PlayStation Plus games. Like you own them for as long as you have an ongoing thing. Yeah. So if you buy, let's say you didn't never owned a PlayStation 5, if day one you get a play, excuse me, if you never own a PS4, if day one you get a PlayStation 5 and a month of PS Plus for $7.99, on day one you will have 23 games in your library Yeah, you can download and play. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that, insane. That 20 and the PS Plus, PS Plus titles. It's insane. But, like, but they, Chris, had like, to, they had to you, do something to kind of go up against Game Pass though, right? Like even though the caliber yeah. of games that they've got there are a lot better... Than what Game Pass? Well, they just added two new ones, didn't they? As well, because they added Crash and they added Black Ops Three, which weren't that's actually right, on the yeah. original list that we read out. So that's they're obviously, like you say, they're they're, they're trying to make moves and they're trying to get it, you know, get it yeah. right. And so, plus, like, cool, man, it's a great not list. All, not all of these games have confirmed how they're going to run on PS Five, but I think God of War and, and so, uh, Santa Monica came out this week saying that it's sixty frames a second, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, that's an example of something you can do. For seven nine for the price of PS Plus day one is just download God of War to your PS5 and play it at 60 FPS, which even if you play it on PS4, you should fucking do. Yeah. Like it's a very smart move. It's a more comprehensive collection than than I thought it would be. And I don't know why I didn't think you'd own them indefinitely, but the fact that these work the same as any other PlayStation Plus title would is is kind of neat to me. And they've picked good games, and yeah, it's 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 really smart. It's smart very, as well because smart, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a mixed bag list of not in a, not in the sense of quality but a mixed bag in the sense of like genres and 100%. styles of games as well. Yeah. So if you didn't play three or four or five of those titles and you were umming and ahhing about getting a PlayStation Five, they've just given you a fantastic reason to double to you know to actually decide to go and get a PlayStation Five. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a perfect game. example of this, right? 
I haven't played Bloodborne. I really want to play Bloodborne. Don't. It, okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, but it's going to cost me eight pounds to, to play Bloodborne. Yeah. And then Which is, on like, top of a, that, I get all of these other games. Uh, like, and it's yeah. a fee that most of us already play for multiplayer reasons. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I've, totally. I've, I've, bought, I've bought PlayStation Plus every single month for the last seven years. Well, it's almost like it's been swapped around and like put on its head, right? Because previously you used to buy PS Plus because you wanted multiplayer and then you'd mm. kind of get the games. But now it's like, no, you, you're getting PS Plus because that's both going to be what's building out your library. Right. <laughs> Which is ironic because combining games with gold and or Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass was the thing that Microsoft were rumored to do and ultimately didn't. Yeah. So it is funny to me that now the thing that you'd pay for for multiplayer is also the thing that gets you, yeah. you know, a, a small but you know, very strong collection of games. All right, guys, look, I think we've said pretty much all there is to say about the, the fucking PlayStation 5 at this point. I'm getting quite tired of covering it. I think the game, the, the game, the console just needs to come out now. And uh, you guys, I'm ready. You guys can get your grubby mitts on it at least. And I was going to say, wait for yeah. It. You're just projecting right now. This is <sighs> I am. I am. I, I just, I'm tired of talking. If I can't have my hands on it, I'm tired of talking about it, okay? Hey, man, no. I'd love to invite you around if it wasn't for you being in a, you know, a dodgy region. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, living region. that hashtag Jeez. London life. All of a sudden, Watchdogs Legion doesn't feel so far from home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess uh, all that's left, fellas, is a uh, code word for the people that have gotten to the oh. end of this fantastic episode. Oh, God, they deserve one, a good one for their patience and their willingness to push through the pain barrier to get here. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. Come on. Well, I mean, have you have you ever listened to one of these things? I haven't. I do, often. <laughs> do, do, you, do you actually? Yeah, I do. And you know what? The you know last what? week's one was actually proper entertaining. Not so sure about this week's one, but hey, well, there we go. I know. Oh, now, I know what it has to be. Okay. It has to be like, sorry to interrupt, I suddenly had an epiphany. Yeah. It has to be something like, thanks for the podcast, that was wild. Yeah, it has to be wild. Oh, it? it has to be wild. It has, it has to, be, to wild. be wild. There you go. So if you've use made it wild far, in a description. They can, what about that? They, they just need to use wild. They'll, in get, a they'll get bonus points if they make reference to getting pegged by Norman Reedus being wild, <laughs> or getting pissed on by Norman Reedus being wild. Getting Something pissed like. on by Norman Reedus is wild. Yep. Known pisser Norman Reedus. <laughs> like wrap it up. Do it as though it's like a headline quote from like a Polygon or or The Verge. Or something like, that. <laughs> like we played five hours of Hideo Kojima's new game and getting pissed on by Norman Reedus was wild. Wild. Brackets, brackets in depth haptic tr- haptic vibration trigger. Yeah. What if you have to pull the trigger to put? No, it's that's not good. No, I think they need to use wild to describe the podcast. Not that not the this podcast was wild. It's wild. Norman Reedus. The, the more penis elaborate, is wild. the more creative they can be, the better. Yeah, and you know maybe next week if it's good enough, we'll put it in the comment of the week. Anyway, we should update fellas. this podcast with dual sense support, so you get haptic feedback every time like <laughs> we do something. Every time we swear. every time every time Chris zooms in on his own face, the uh, yeah, the triggers yeah. fight you. <laughs> there you go. Um, All right. Anyway, guys, uh, it's been a wild podcast, and uh, I thank you for your time. And you know what? We will see you next time. See ya. Bye.